might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. understand this you can change your life and you can get out of the, the gutter industry. are you crying i am what's going on why are you crying and it hit home for me so come step up come step up let, let me let me hear you what what happened i was saying it's the gutter is a rough place you know okay. and you got to do everything any and everything to make it you know every situation including aborted twins you feel me to better yourself because i do want to leave you but you just had an abortion? Twins? Twins. Mm. Yeah, double homicide. Bitch. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Oh, I know this song by heart. Oh, oh, I know this poem by heart, Maui. By heart, it's all in my heart. My strawberry tart. Bruv, yo, I fucks with Tony Braxton, right? I fucks with Tony Braxton, bruv. I know that shit by heart. Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again, bruv. How desperate. Hey, bruv. Hey, how thirsty is Tony Braxton on that fucking song? Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. How about no? Nah. How about, bitch, it's over! Pack your fucking bags and hit the road! How about that? I don't fucks with you anymore. Unbreak my heart. Oh, Maui, Maui, I know that song by heart. That's my shit, nigga. Nah! You don't. Okay? Hey, bruv, hey, hey, your heart, your heart doesn't know shit. Your heart, bruv, listen, nine times out of ten, your heart is confused. Your heart doesn't know what the fuck is going on, bruv. These are all fucking facts. It's all in the head. It's all in the fucking head, bruv. It's all about the brain. The brain runs the fucking show, bruv. The brain doesn't give a fuck about the heart. Oh, Maui. Oh, I know shit by heart. Nigga, your heart is dumb. Your heart is stupid. These are all fucking facts. I'm back. <laughs> Preaching. You see, bruv. You see, bruv. The difference between me and most of you niggas is that I'm in shape. <laughs> That's the difference. The difference between Maui Mao and all of you other podcasters is that Maui Mao is in shape. Legit, bruv. Every single week, I pull up to the fucking stoop. Right? I grab the fucking microphone. And then, and then magic happens. You know why? Because I'm ready. I'm always ready. 
I'm always prepared, bruv. I stays in shape. My brain is sharp. It's all about the brain. The brain runs the fucking, bruh, hey, the brain runs the fucking, huh, the fucking, huh, the fucking show, my nigga. It's all about the brain. The brain is the fucking Beyonce of our bodies. The two brain hemispheres be like, to the right, to the right. Hell fucking no, to the left, to the left. Hey, bruh, to the left, to the left, hell fucking no, to the right, to the right. It's all about the fucking right, no, it's all about the left, no, it's all about the right, no, it's all about the left. My nigga, it's all about the brain. That's all I'm saying, the brain is the fucking Beyonce of this entire bodily operation. Okay, bruv? I saw you niggas last week. <laughs> Yo, you niggas, you niggas been dumb. I saw you motherfuckers talking about the Migos. Oh, oh, I thought... Hey, Maui, Maui, I thought, I thought, hey, Maui, I thought, I thought Quavo was the man in the Migos. I thought Quavius was the Beyonce of the Migos. Bruh, you thought, right? You thought, and you thought wrong. You niggas, you niggas been dumb, bruv. Hey, fam. Hey fam, study the fucking, hey, study the fucking discography, my nigga. Study the fucking catalog, my nigga. Niggas talking about quality control. Study that shit. Study QC, my nigga. And what you'll find is that, is that Offset has been the Beyonce of the click. Right? Right? Offset has been the fucking man followed by Takeoff. I mean, takeoffs flow. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, bruv. Quavo has always been number three. This might sound weird to say But would you love me if I ran away? I know you probably think I'm insane Ain't nothing changed but the pocket chain I know they gotta feel my pain I made them birds Lauren Hill sing Ain't everywhere I go they know my name Cause I be rapping gang gang Posted with the gang gang Pull up with the gang gang Shoot up with the gang gang I be rapping gang gang, gang gang. I shoot with the gang gang, gang gang. Bang with the gang gang, gang gang. Ride out with the gang gang, gang gang. Always rip the gang gang. She lift her nose up when she want that cocaine I lift my nose up the limo, take propane After my show, we put holes in the chokehold At the door, we take cell phones, no photos When they coming in too much, I can't hold trouble Hot, I can't be trapping in these streets, that with the plug for And all I want is nachos And 
and all I want is huncho. Pull strings like a banjo. And the kids a piano. Take me back to the back door. I can see my foot on the door knob. Make it back to the gang, that's the whole job. Chop it up and talk about just what we got. Waving that Draco. She said she love me, but that's someone never know. Honestly, that's something I really wanna know. Ain't tryna waste my time, it's time to let you go. And get back to that back end on the road. I can't go outside about a hoe. Hell no. Married to the money I propose. Always rep the gang, 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 gang. She love me the gang. Always rep the Those are the classic that just came out. Nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again. It's a classic. I'm not a classic. Look. Quavius has always been the third man running. Quavo has always been the man with the bronze medal. Offset has been number one. These are all fucking facts. Study the fucking catalog, my nigga. Study that shit. Oh, culture, study that shit. I mean, bro, yo, yo, hey, hey, listen. Offset named his daughter culture. I mean, I mean, bro, hey, what's more Beyonce than that? To the left, to the left, hell fucking no, to the right, to the right. Offset has always been the fucking brain of the Migos. Legit. He has always been the fucking Beyonce of the Migos. He named his daughter with Cardi B culture. Okay, bruv? Hey, fam. Hey, hey, hey. The Migos have an album series called Culture. What's more Beyonce, right? What's more Beyonce than that? Hey, bruv. Hey, his daughter is named Culture. He has albums with his group, right? He's got group albums named after his daughter. I mean, bruv, hey fam, what's more Beyonce than that? What's more Beyonce than that? I'm just, hey bruv, I'm just asking. Okay, bruv, because, because I'm just a guy seeking knowledge. Right? I'm just a guy in the middle of fucking South Africa, in the Johazidas, seeking knowledge. That's it, bruv. I'm just seeking knowledge. I want to know shit. Okay, bruv? <laughs> I want to I wanna know shit, bruv. Yo, I'm looking at a bird right now. Right? I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at a bird. Just chilling. Right? This fucking bird is just, it's just hanging out. Right, having a good time. I'm looking at a bird. But, bruv, that's neither here nor there. I fucking digress, of course, as I always do. It's all, it's all, it's all about the brain. It's all about the brain, bruv. Right? I'm out here getting distracted because it's all, it's all about the brain. Right? I'm out here getting distracted because evidently I have ADHD. 
I have ADHD. Hey, I got ADHD, bro. That's what it is, though, right? Attention deficit and dun dun. I'm here. I'm here. Right? I'm looking at a bird. I'm all here talking about the Migos whilst whilst looking at a bird. I mean, bro, I got ADHD. I got ADA, oh, attention deficit, high definition, bro. There's what it is, I'm here, right? I'm here, attention deficit, hyperbolic disorder? <laughs> hey, bro, hey, what does ADHD mean again? I forgot, attention deficit Hyperactivity disorder? What does it what does it mean again? Huh? Anthony Davis and, and high definition? Bruv, what does ADHD mean again, bruv? I forgot. I forgot. Right, is it is it attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Huh? Hyperactivity? Hey, 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 listen, I think I'm hey, I may be right. I think I got it, right? It's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I got that. I definitely, I definitely got that. I'm all you're talking about the Migos and the fucking brain. And then, and then a bird pops up and then, and then I start to fucking unravel. Right? And then, and then a bird pops up. Start tweeting all over the fucking place. And then, and then a bird pops up tweeting all over the place. Jack Dorsey pops up. Elon Musk pops up. And all of a sudden, we are sitting in court. Hey, This bird is out here tweeting all over the place. And then Nota starts fucking... Yo, Nota... Hey, bruv, Nota starts attacking his wife. Berita, his ex-wife. Right? Is it... Is it... Is it Nota or is it Noda? Huh? Which one is it? Get Nota, Kapaki, Kapaki Noda, Noda, right? Do I have to twang the T-A at the end of the word N-O? Hey, Nota, do I have to? Hey, brother, what? N-O-T-A, Nota, do I have to twang the T-A? Is it Nota or, or is it no, no, Noda? Huh? No woman, no cry, no, no da, da, no cry, right? No da, though, right? No da do right? Hey, me do 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 right? Me do 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 right? No da do right? ADHD. That's what I got. I'm sorry. Okay, I was born with this fucking condition. My mother used to smoke when she was, you know, pregnant with me. Right? She smoked heavily whilst pregnant with the boy. So hey, pardon, pardon my fucking deficits. Okay? Pardon my hyperactivity. This what it is. It's all in the fucking brain. It's all in the brain. And where it is, where it is, our brains fully develop when we hit 25. Amazing, bro. Yo, I remember, yo, I remember, I remember when my brain fully, fully came into itself. Right? I remember when my brain transitioned from a boy to, to a man and from a man and to a woman. Right? I remember those days. Right? 
I remember when my brain transitioned from boy to man, from man to woman. I remember those fucking days. Right? Five years ago. Five years ago. My brain. My brain transitioned. Right? It's a fucking transition, bruv. I turned 25 five years ago. I'm 30 today. Right? Five years ago, you know? Do the math. Right? I'm 30 today, bruv. 20. Hey, when I hit 25, I almost said 25 years ago. But hey, pardon me. Right? Five years ago, when my brain transitioned from a boy to a man. Right? Bruv, yo, yo, I started... I started to to notice some changes around me. Suddenly, I became sharper. Suddenly, I became I became funnier. Right? I started to remember shit, bruv. Yo, shit, I used to easily forget. Now, all of a sudden, I could retain everything that I read, everything that I saw, everything that I heard, bruv. Hey, I became, hey, bruv, I became superhuman. Right? When we hit 25, everything changes, right? We become, we become super human. Legit. We become, bruv, hey fam, we become Avengers, my nigga. We become mutants, my nigga. X-Men and Don Don, my nigga. Charles Xavier, my nigga. Right? The fucking Phoenix, my nigga. We become, hey, we become Wolverine, my nigga. Right? When we hit 25, yo, bruv, everything changes. Everything changes. And, bruv, when I hit 25, I started to see, to see some shit, you know, differently, bruv. Right? I got, I got enlightened. My fucking intellect elevated. My humanity elevated. Right? My manhood elevated. Nutsack got heavy, bruv. It got heavier, yeah. Nah, yo, listen, my nutsack has always been heavy, right? Because you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, right? Hey, bruv, hey, I'm straight dodge, right? I'm basically CM Punk, legit, bruv. I'm basically, hey, CM Punk, fuck it, call me MM Punk, my nigga, Maui Mau Punk. It works, right? My nuts. Have always been heavy. But bruv, when I hit 25, bruv, my nut, my nuts got heavier. Hey bruv, I was like, I was like, damn. Right? Hey bruv, yo, I started to feel like a baby making machine. Now granted, now granted, I never, you know, I never, I never, <laughs> I never generated pro progeny. Post 25, right? I never, you You feel me, bruv? Yo, I never, hey, bruv, I never, you feel me? <laughs> I never created another person post 25. Well, in my 20s, right? My 30s are about to be a bit different, but hey, that's neither here nor there. In my 20s, post 25, bruv, yo, my nuts got heavier. I started feeling like, yo, yo, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I should have a couple of kids, right? How about, yo, maybe, maybe I should start moving 
like Nick Cannon. Maybe. Maybe. Right? I mean, bro, your Nick Cannon now has 10 kids. I mean, I mean, hey, what? what, what? I, I mean, fam, yo, wait, huh? Yo, bruv, yo, does Nick Cannon have two dicks? Huh? Does he have two dicks? Four balls? Like, what's going on? Does Nick Cannon have a fucking Jojo tank full of semen? What's happening? What's going on down there, bruv? Nick Cannon, how about, how about, you know what? You know what? Uh, uh, yo, listen, listen. We gotta see your balls. Fuck it. Okay, bruv? And, and I'm not gonna say no homo pause. Fuck that shit. I'm not from Harlem. Okay, I'm from Johannesburg. I'm from the East Rand, bruv. Niggas, yo, niggas, niggas be out here waving the fucking rainbow flag over here, bruv. So, Nick Cannon, I wanna see your balls. I'm a straight man, but, you know, I'm curious. Right? Hey, Nick Cannon, show me your balls for science. Right? Hey, bruv, show me your fucking balls for science because, bruv, hey, I'm worried. You got 10 kids. I mean, dude, come on, bruv. This nigga, this nigga, nah, it's too much. Right? Yeah, it's fucking, nah. Nah, 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 nah. It's too much. This fucking guy, bruv, this nigga has a fucking reservoir. Right? Full of semen. I mean, bruv, hey, my nigga, hey. Hey, do you have a fucking dam full of semen filled to the fucking brim, my nigga? Hey, how about let's see your balls? What's going on down there? What's handing in? I mean, this fucking guy. Yo, dude, yo, he's out here moving like the man of the hold. God damn it. Oh, by the way, my name is Astra. My name is Dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. Ooh, that's pretty. Those are my kids. Hello, everybody. Now, children, what do you say when you meet a nice man? Are, are you my daddy? Stop playing with them, Ryan. You thought I was killing you? No. That nigga munch, nigga either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my body, I get what I want. Like you thought I was feeling you? No, I was feeling you. That nigga munch, nigga either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my body, I get what I want. Like bitch say bad, let's keep it a bean. Know they be mad, I be on the scene. Ask too if I can't fit in a jeep. Use my steps, bitches not want to see. I got that ready, I'm keeping it clean. Fucking with niggas that's toting a beam. Saying you love me, but what do you mean? Pretty ass fucking me like that I'm mean. Baddest bitch, how you shitting me? If you ain't a body, can't sit with me. I swear that these bitches my mini me. Hmm? They don't know where their father is. They must go and look for that big nose where he is. They must not say for me, I, I sold them out. Rest in peace to my dog, the man of the whole. Brazil and the world at large will never be the same again. Bruv, I'm, I'm broken. Okay, bruv, I'm sad. I spent the whole of last week just... Just mourning my dog's death. Right? I'm still in mourning. Bruv, yo, I spent every single day last week just, just crying myself to sleep. Because the man of the whole is gone. Okay, bruv? And bruv, and bruv, he took his entire bloodline with him. Right? His death 
is monumental because, because he was the last, right? The last man standing in his tribe. His tribe has basically vanished off of the face of the earth. So, bruv, R.I.P. to my dog. Fuck! Brazil and the world at large will never be the same. It's over. We are fucked. The man of the whole is gone. Right? He's gone. I mean, bruv, I mean, sure, sure. We have, we have modern day versions, right, of, of the man of the whole. We got people like Nick Cannon out here wilding, nothing in holes, right? And of course, we have people like Leonardo DiCaprio out here, <laughs> out here leaving women, well, girls, once they hit 25. I mean, bruv, hey, we got a problem. Dear world, we got a problem. And that problem is Leonardo DiCaprio. Bruv, hey, listen, listen. His behavior is fucking pedophilic. Right? It's pedophilic. This nigga, y'all listen. He's moving like a pedophile a little bit. Okay? I ain't saying, listen, hey, I'm not saying he's a pedo, no. All I'm saying is he's showing signs. Of, of being a pedo. Of being an undercover pedo. Bruv, the way he behaves, the way he moves once a bitch hits 25 is fucking pedophilic. There's something wrong going on over there. There's something, bruv, there's something weird brewing over there. Right? He's fucked up in the head. It's all about the brain. It's all about the brain. And bruv, yo, 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 Leonardo DiCaprio hates it when girls become, become women, right? Like bruv, yo, there's something weird going on over there, bruv. He doesn't fuck with women. He fucks with girls, bruv. Leonardo DiCaprio is 47 years old. 47! He's bruh, he's 47 years old. And bruv, yo, he seems to be allergic to women. He doesn't fuck with women, no. No, he only wants girls. And listen, bruv, listen, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that. <laughs> Even though I am saying that, right? I'm not saying, listen, listen. If you are an older man, right, an older gentleman, and you exclusively fuck with, you know, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, you know, 21-year-olds, listen, like, there's nothing wrong with that legally, right? Legally speaking, there's nothing wrong with that. Because the law is like, hey, bro, hey, once a bitch hits 18, hey, it's fair game. Right? Once a bitch hits 18, it's open season. Do you? There's nothing wrong with that. Right? Legally speaking. Police! 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 Help! Police! Help! Police! Help!
The law is cool with Leonardo DiCaprio's behavior. However, society isn't. And bruv, listen, I'm a proud member of society. I'm not cool with how Leo is moving. I mean, bruv, listen, listen. Hey, if if his fucking preference is young girls or, or young women, it's all good. However, however, eventually it gets weird. Okay? Bruv, I want you to hear me, right? Listen, I'm not against people having preferences. Right? It's all good. Right? If you are a black woman and you like white men, do you? If you are a black man and you like white women, it's all good. If you are an older gentleman like Leo and you like, you know, young girls, right, of legal age, it's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. However, however, the more young women you date, right, the more, the more you start stacking them up. Bruh, hey, it gets weird. That's all I'm saying. It's like, it's like, let's go back to the fucking, you know, racial aspect of it all. Bruh, hey, if you are a black man who's into white girls, white women, it's, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. However, however, like, the more, the more you stack them up. When all you date or, like, all you want to be around is white women, it gets weird. Even though there's nothing wrong with that, it gets, it gets weird. When you, when you have a strict policy of only fucking with white women, it gets weird. Right? Even though there's nothing wrong with that. Right? It gets, it gets fetishy a little bit. Right? If you are, hey bruv, hey bruv, if you are a white man, right, who, who loves black women, there's nothing wrong with that. However, 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 it gets weird when, when you fetishize black women. Right? Like, it gets weird when, when all you want to surround yourself with is black women, right? It gets, it gets, it gets creepy just a little bit, even though, even though technically, from a legal standpoint, right? And from, you know, a general life standpoint, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's still creepy. You feel me? It's creepy. Bruv, hey, what Leo is doing... It's fucking wild. I mean, bruv, yo, nah. There's something wrong over there, bruv. There's something going on over there, bruv. In a few years, yo, listen. In a few years, Leonardo is gonna be ensnared in some wild shit. It's getting spooky. That's all I'm saying. In a couple of, in a couple of, it's gonna, bruv, hey, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? And his girlfriend of four years, Camilla Marone, have ended their relationship. When I was a kid, I thought I knew a lot. <laughs> I thought I knew a thing or two about a thing or two, but I just didn't know much. Or as my dad used to say, you just don't know much. <laughs> 
when I was a teenager, I learned a little bit more. And well, by the time I was an adult, I knew a lot. <laughs> My name is Bowen Martinez-Reed and I study knowledge and understanding of knowing at Harvard. And what we know now is known because we know it. But we're learning that what we understand about what we don't know, we'll never know until we learn it. Let's talk about the brain. Leonardo was 43 when they started dating, right? And she was 21. <laughs> Listen, bruv, hey, from a legal standpoint, there's nothing wrong with that. However, Leonardo was 43 when they started dating and she was 21. Bruv, hey, do the fucking math. Okay? Hey, bruv, hey, do the fucking math. It's getting spooky. Right? Bruv, once you start doing the math, it gets spooky, bruv. Hey, that's a fucking what? 22-year age difference. A 22-year age gap. I mean, bruv, hey, Leo is older than Camilla by 22 years. Leo, bruh, hey, Le yo, whoa, what? Hey, Leo, huh? Wait, huh? Leo, bruv, 22? He's older than this girl by 22 years. And their relationship has ended because, of course, of course, right? Her fucking prefrontal cortex has fully developed. She's 25 years old. Therefore, she's now a free thinker. Her brain can do fancy things like conjure up whimsical ideas like marriage and childbearing. That's all silly. Leo likes them young, dreamless, and free. Right? That's Leo DiCaprio, bruv. Leo wants a girl who TikToks and talks about bikini bodies all the time. Once the social media obsession stops, bruv, Leo DiCaprio loses interest because the girls aren't fun anymore. Once a girl, bruv, once a girl stops TikToking, Leo goes, nah. Right? Leo, Leo wants a fun girl. Right? Whose favorite song is obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Baby Shark. Right? Hey, bruv. Hey, Leo DiCaprio wants girls who are into Baby Shark. Right? And coloring books. Bitches, bitches who love Peppa Pig and the Little Mermaid. That's what it's all about. Right? When dealing with Leo DiCaprio, bruv, your life should be all about the fucking Little Mermaid, Disney, Beauty and the fucking Beast. Right? Moana, Frozen, bruv. Hey, Leo DiCaprio doesn't like engaging in, in, in mature conversations. Nigga, why are you keep on saying it? You said that every fucking day. Nigga, you fucking crazy, nigga. Nigga, where your crazy? Where your crazy? You got straight fucking L's for D's, nigga. I got straight A's. No, you don't, nigga. You make straight D's in there. What? What you trying to fucking bite no more, nigga? What you say? What you say? What you say? What you say? What you say?
Real talk. I ain't no real nigga. I'm a fucking grown man. You are? I'm a grown man. You don't smoke though? I don't what? You don't smoke? You don't smoke, nigga? You don't smoke? How many times your daddy whoop your ass and you cry? How many times your daddy whoop your ass? I don't cry, nigga. I don't. How the fuck? What? Yo, don't this look, this don't nigga know, trying to cook a motherfucking, uh, uh, damn, ham, uh, a fucking sandwich. Sandwich. This pussy ass nigga burn a fucking sandwich. Why the fuck you ain't eating cold? The fuck wrong with you? Nigga, can't eat a fucking sandwich cold. Tell me. Nigga, you can't even cook a damn cheese toast. Bitch, you can't. Nigga, I cook all my life. Please don't. I had to cook for this nigga how many days when he spent the night in my house? Like six? I had to cook this nigga. Leo DiCaprio doesn't want to talk about your fucking mortgage. He doesn't give a fuck. Okay? He doesn't want to talk about the fucking financial crisis. The war in Ukraine. Nope. Oh, there's a war. There's a war in the breadbasket of the world, Leo. What are your thoughts? He doesn't give a fuck about that. He doesn't care. Right? He doesn't care about inflation. Oh, the prices are so high. I'm rich, bitch. He doesn't care. Leonardo DiCaprio wants to talk about social media trends. Okay, bruv? Leonardo DiCaprio is basically, is basically Mosakaola. Okay? He wants to talk about, about light shit. He's like, yo, entertain me. Hey, little girl, how about become my fucking dancing monkey and entertain me? Never grow up. Never grow up. Okay? And, bruv, yo, the more, the more he prays, the more he fucking, the more he looks up to the fucking heavens and goes, please, God, please, don't make this bitch grow up. Don't make this bitch realize that I've been manipulating her. Okay, bro? Hey, God, please. God. Please. Please, don't let this bitch. Don't let this bitch grow up. Don't let, don't let this girl become a woman. Please, God. Please. Protect me. Protect me from, from evil. Right? And, of course, you know, evil. Right? In Leo DiCaprio's book is his intelligence. Right? Right? Evil in his fucking book is maturity. Growing up. He doesn't want these fucking bitches to grow up. He's like, hey, hey, please, never grow up. And boy, and boy, do these girls grow up fast. And boy, and boy, and boy do they grow fast, bruv. Yo, fam, these girls be out here growing. They grow up so fucking fast. Right? They grow up so fucking fast. Right? One day they're 18, then the next day they're 26. Right? Talking about Hillary Clinton. Talking about, bro, hey, talking about abortion rights. Whoa, 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 what happened here? What the fuck happened here? I thought, hey, I thought, I thought we had something good going. What happened? Never growing up. What happened to that? Now you are telling me about Roe v. Wade? I, I mean, no. No, don't grow up. Never grow up. Bruv, 
Hey, hey, Leo DiCaprio is looking spooky on the yard. It's getting scary. Legit, bruv, and listen, I fuck with Leonardo DiCaprio, I do. Right? He's one of my faves. Right? When it comes to actors, he's one of my faves. Right? He's good. But, bruv, it's getting weird. Right? It's getting weird, bruv. Hey, Camilla made her grand entrance to the world during Gemini season in 1997. This bitch was born 97, dude. Right? But before, hey, before, before you panic, my nigga, relax. Because her love story with Leonardo DiCaprio did not start in 1997, obviously. Right? She was still a baby, even though, even though, you know, given the chance, Leonardo DiCaprio was gonna hook up with her right there and then. Right? If we lived, if we lived in a lawless world, Leonardo DiCaprio would have hooked up with Camilla Monroe, or is it Marone? Marone, right? Yeah, Marone. Hey, hey, bruv, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Would have hooked up with this fucking moron in 1997. <laughs> given the chance, bruv, given the chance, Leonardo DiCaprio would have fucked Camilla Moron in 1997. <laughs> bruv, you know, Camilla was a moron a couple of weeks ago, well, months ago. You know, a couple of years ago. Fast forward today, yo, she's fucking mature. She used to be a fucking fool. She used to be a fucking fool for love. Right? She used to allow herself to get played by this grown-ass man. By this fucking man. With a saggy nutsack. Saggy balls. Right? She used to allow herself to get manipulated by this fucking man. Now, huh, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Now, now she's grown. She's fucking mature. Right? That shit won't fly with her now. She used to be a moron, but now, mm-mm. She's smart. Right? She gets it. Right? And of course, people like, people like Leonardo DiCaprio didn't believe. Right? They didn't believe that, you know, one day, Camilla Moron will stop being a fucking moron and she'd become mature and super intelligent. Bruv, hey, yo, Leo didn't believe that one day, Camilla... Is gonna grow up, and her fucking prefrontal cortex is gonna is gonna grow the fuck up too, right? It's gonna fully develop. That shit's gonna come into itself, <laughs> right? That shit that shit's gonna climax into itself. He thought, he thought Camilla was gonna be a moron forever. He thought Camilla was gonna be a dumb dumb forever. But no, sorry, he was wrong. He didn't believe, but God did. Right? He didn't believe, but of course God did. And I see you niggas on social media talking about Jay-Z's verse on DJ Khaled's uh, new album, God Did. Right? You niggas are wilding over a fucking verse, a Jay-Z verse, on a song called, you know, God Did. The song features Lil Wayne and uh, Rick Ross, and I think John Legend is on there as well. I forgot the other guy's name. Who's that guy? What's his name? 
but got him, right? But yeah, he's on there too. And everybody's wilding over over Jay Z's verse. Oh my God! Oh, oh, it's the verse of the century. Not really. I heard the verse, okay, bruv. It's it's a decent verse. Like, yes, of course, he has the best verse on the song. But but let's keep it a bug. You know, that verse is not all that. Okay? It's not all that. It's just long. It's a long verse. That's it. Right? Jay-Z's fucking long-winded. And it's okay. It's fucking okay. He had a lot to say. Not rap, because he was basically talking. On the fucking record. It's all good. But the verse is super long. And I'm not saying that. What Jay-Z said. On the song is not important. No it's, it's, it's important. You know he's teaching people. Right he's teaching the world. How money works. And how business works. And, right? and, and just how growing up hip hop works. Right. Because Hove. Hove is like the first. Major. Super successful example of, you know, hip-hop aging, right? Because hip-hop is super young. How old is hip-hop now? What, 45? 46? Right, hip-hop is young. So, Hove and, you know, Diddy and people like that and Nas, right? They're the first examples of of hip-hop aging, right? Like, we've never seen hip-hop age like this. And, of course, you know, um, the fucking Run DMC dudes, Right? Like like this is the first time we've seen hip hop age and, and it seems as if Hove and Nas and a few others, you know, Master Ace is pretty good too, but but like and of course Andre three thousand, I mean I mean, you know, Black Thought, I mean come on, right? Like they are, you know, uh, the only dudes, right, who are Aging like super fine wine, like, and by that I mean they're still producing at a high level, right? They still have youthful energy about them, you know? So, yeah, bro, I heard the verse, and the verse is it's good, tight, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, it's, it's impressive that a 50 year old man, you know, is, is rapping at that level. It's good, it's good for the culture, it's good for hip hop, and it shows all of these other rappers, you know, what's possible going forward. Right? What's possible in in this genre that they're in? Right? That, yeah, you know, you, you can still be dope in your 50s. Right? Provided you are dope right now. Like, you know, you can't just wake up one day and you're spitting like fucking common sense or black thought or fucking rush the five nine at the age of fucking 51. It doesn't work like that. Right? You don't just wake up one day, oh, oh, you, you were whack all your life. Right, you were fucking horrible, terrible in your fucking twenties, and then all of a sudden, right, when you hit fifty six, right, you are your barring niggas, right? You go from hibbity hibbity ha, hibbity who, hibbity hibbity ha, to yo nigga, I'll take this shit, spaceman shit, ooh, the world, ah, oh, paradigm shifting, ooh, energy, ooh, photons, oh, protons, oh, right? It, it doesn't work like that. That's all I'm saying. But I digress. Right? Camilla Morone was born in 1997. 97. She's a fucking kid. Right? Bruv. Hey, Camilla Morone and Leonardo DiCaprio's story started over a decade ago. Right? When Camilla was about 12 years old. Oh my fucking. Jesus fucking Christ. Bruv, hey, their story, 
started a decade ago. When Camilla, hey bruv, their story, bruv, this shit is on, is on Cosmopolitan, by the way. Right? This shit is on Cosmo. I'm reading from the fucking Cosmopolitan. <laughs> their story started a decade ago. Bruv, a decade ago, Leonardo DiCaprio was 37 years old. What are we, hey, what, what are we talking about? The fuck, hey, bruv, the fuck are we talking about? What's, hey, bruv, what's happening in America? What's going on in Hollywood, bruv? Fam, yo, their story started when Camilla was about 12 years old, right? And her former stepdad, former stepdad. You know, imagine having a former stepdad. <laughs> Bruh, what's going? Hey, yo, oh yeah, that nigga over there. That's my former. St- that's my former stepdad. Yeah, he resigned from the fucking position. You know, he was horrible anyway. You know, I was looking to fire him, but you know, he stuck around for a couple of years. But you know, you know, like life happens, and here we are. He's now my former stepdad. Look at him. Look at that fucking piece of shit. I want to smack him right now. I really I really want to smack him right now. My fo- my former stepdad is a piece of shit. <laughs> Bro. Al Pacino is is her former stepdad. Okay? Bro, Camilla was about 12 years old. When she met Leonardo DiCaprio and her former stepdad, El Pacino. Leo's longtime buddy, bruv. Yo, <laughs> y'all fam. Hey, hey, Cosmopolitan. You niggas wrote that shit and then published this fucking piece. Like, yo, none of y'all thought, hey, there's something wrong here. None of y'all, like, none of y'all thought, you know what? Like, th- th- this, is, this is disturbing. How he don't be never talking about shit. Just want to take some money. Shit, he should have just said that. Give my motherfucking number. Shit. Hold up, trying to argue with me. You ain't done. Just say this. Trying to book because I ain't paid. If you're broke, just say this. In this songs, you got Anna, just say this. Just you don't really want no smoke, you a coke head, just say this. Just say you ain't done, just, just say this. Get your broke, just say this. You got Anna, just say this. Don't want smoke, just say this. You ain't done, just say this. If you're broke, just say this. You got Anna, just say this. Don't want smoke, just say this. What the fuck? Just say that, keep it real. I know your feelings hurt. Hey, stop lying about how you feel. You know that bitch a slut, but you head over heels. And you know don't make your kids, boy, just say it high. I ain't down for looking stupid I'm your B and I, bitch, that means bills not included Know your nigga hate me, but he better keep it coolin' This'll have him break dance and he get hit with this little ooze Bitch, 
adult behavior. Chicken sick smelling ass hoe with that caked up ass makeup. I ain't trying to fuck that hoe. I got rich flavors. Typing these words out doesn't feel right. There's something wrong here. There's something fucked up here, bruv. Bruv, this girl was 12 years old when she met Leonardo DiCaprio, who was in his 30s. <laughs> right? And oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, Leonardo DiCaprio was friends with, well, still friends with her former stepdad, El Pacino. Right? Hey, bruv. Hey, listen, she was 12, he was in his 30s, and he was friends, he still is friends, with her former stepdad, who's old as dust. Okay? Bruv, hey, hey, Al Pacino is one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best friends. That tells you everything you need to know here, bruv. Hey fam, hey, wait, what? Al Pacino is one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best friends. I mean, hey, what? She's too young. Right? She's too young. Bruv, everything about this story is creepy. And where it is, Al Pacino is the one who introduced Leonardo DiCaprio to Camilla Marone. You see, bruv, you see, bruv. Oh, Morena, Jesu, Jesu, Uhukai, Toho, Jesu, Toho, Jesu, Jesu, Toho. Come on out, you rapist! It's rapey behavior. Legit, bruv. Nah, nah, nah. I don't care. Nah. Nah, listen. I fucks with Leonardo DiCaprio as an artist. But this shit right here, this is weird. This is fucking weird, bruv. Okay, there's something. Nah, bruv. No, no, no. Nah, that man, that man is a fucking creepazoid. There's something wrong. In his head. Legit bruv. Yo, Leonardo DiCaprio is a creepazoid. All fucking facts. And bruv, yo, there's a lot to learn here. Okay? There's a lot to learn here, bruv. Hey, be careful of the people you bring into your life. Be careful. Be careful of the people you introduce to your fucking family. Be careful, because, because some of those niggas are fucking, hey, listen, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Don't just trust in Jay, just because somebody is a fucking celebrity, bruv. Yo, evidently, Leonardo DiCaprio was checking this kid out. Leonardo DiCaprio was looking at Camilla Morone. Right, 12-year-old Camilla Morone on some. Yeah, when she grows up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, hey, bruv, because evidently, right? That's where their story started. Their story started when Camilla was 12. 
basically, Leonardo DiCaprio was out there looking at this kid on some, hmm, one day is one day. Hmm, 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 hmm. One day, one day is one day after school is after school. Legit, bruv! Leonardo DiCaprio is a fucking creep! Like this stuff! Nah! 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 Nah, he's a creep. He's a fucking creep. This is, this is scary, bruv. This is fucking scary, fam. Yo, did y'all see, did y'all see that graph? <laughs> did y'all see that fucking graph that basically lays out Almost every girl, well, all the girls that, you know, he's been official with. Bruv, hey, what? I mean, bruv, did y'all see that graph of the women (laughs) that Leonardo DiCaprio left once they hit 25? It's fucking spooky, bruv. None of these girls. Bruv, I'm looking at the graph right now. Right, Blake Lively is on here. Giselle Bunchen is on here. I mean, bruv, hey, this nigga, this nigga doesn't fuck with 25-year-olds. Like, this is fucking creepy. Out of all of these girls that he's dated, let's count these chicks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight women that Leonardo DiCaprio has officially dated, right? Women that we all know about, right? Because this nigga, you know, he's been out here. Women that he's been official with. Eight women that he has been official with. Fam, out of all of these chicks, right? Only three. Only three hit 25 whilst still in, you know, a fucking relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio. Only three out of eight. (laughs) Fam, out of... Hey, bruv, what? This means that five never made it to 24. Five never saw 25 whilst dating Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, bruv, this shit is creepy. This shit is fucking weird. This nigga is 47 years old. This is creepy. It's weird. That's all I'm saying, bruv. It's fucking weird. All of these niggas want to be stick man. Oh, oh yeah, I'm a stick man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking womanizer. <laughs> yeah, I'm so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, women love me. Oh god, they adore me. Women adore me. They saw me floating on a on a door, <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you've seen Titanic. You've seen me floating on a door, huh? You see, hey, you've seen me floating on, on a sliver of a door. Right, and then dying, of course. Because Rose, Rose, stupid Rose, didn't want to share the fucking door with me. Did y'all see that shit? Huh? Of me floating on a piece of debris, bruv. Listen, I'm a fucking thespian. I was out there floating on a piece, on a, on a piece of wood. <laughs> on a piece of wood. Hey, bruv, I wish, I wish a cougar would. I wish a cougar would catch my wood. <laughs> That's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, I wish a cougar would. That's never gonna happen. 
I only fuck young bitches. That's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, I wish a cougar would. Catch my wood. <laughs> hey, bruv. Hey, I didn't float on a piece of wood. So that a cougar would catch my wood. Fuck that. I only fuck young girls. All of these niggas, bruv. All of these motherfuckers wanna be stickman or nah. Hi, my name is Leonardo, huh, the man of the whole, DiCaprio. Wait, wait, what? That's your name? Yeah, I'm the man of the whole. <laughs> if you catch my, if you catch my drift, right? I'm the hey, I'm the man of the whole. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Officials from Brazil's Indigenous Protection Agency approached the hut in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Their fears were confirmed. They were witnessing the first recorded disappearance of an uncontacted tribe in the country's history. The man lying in the hammock, the last member of his tribe, had died. And with him, an entire culture and answers to a thousand questions. Even his name was a mystery. He was known only as the man of the hole because of the dozens of holes he had dug over the years in his territory. I mean, bruv, Nick Cannon, take it easy. I mean, bruv, how many holes? How many holes are you going to dig? Leonardo DiCaprio, how many holes? How many young fucking holes are you going to dig? How about, how about, hey, not in one of them? <laughs> how about that? How about make a baby? How about settle down? How about get married? How about do better? South Africa, hey, do better. Right? And by South Africa, I'm talking to the black population. Hey, my niggas, we need to do better. Okay, bruv? We need to do better. Word is only around what? 31.7% of black kids grow up in a family where their biological father is present. 
Around 31%. I mean, bruv, that's crazy. That's fucking insane. 51% of colored biological fathers are there. Hey, black people, I mean, come on. Look at me. Look at me. Fifty-one 51% of colored biological fathers are there for their kids. <laughs> Bruv, yo, 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 Indians, yo, Indians are different because where it is around 86% of Indian biological fathers are there for their kids. Their kids grow up in their fucking presence. We need to do better. And where it is around 80%, right, 80 fucking percent of white biological fathers are there for their fucking, for their fucking nunus. Oh, no, no, man. Right? They are there for their fucking kids. Their kids grow up in their fucking presence. We need to do better. We keep fucking up. We need to do better. Black father, your black fathers are out there. Black fathers, black fathers are chilling, kokonka, popping bottles, grabbing ass cheeks, and documenting all of that. All of that. For Instagram. Niggas are out there talking about, about Vuvklikot. <laughs> Niggas are out there talking about Ace of Space. Right? Yeah, I'm popping that Ace of Space. Bruh, hey, black fathers are out here dissing each other. Oh, what's going on? Hey, aren't you niggas fathers? You niggas, hey, aren't you niggas like 40 years old? How old are these niggas? How old are these motherfuckers? These niggas are old, aren't you niggas? Hey, hey, uh-uh, uh-uh. Stop dissing each other, let's go. Hey, bro, do better, aren't you niggas like 65 years old? Aren't you niggas? sasa. Wait, bro, I'm seeing all of these niggas. Oh, big Zulu, oh. Emang ingenang agtabula. Emang tandang ingagsulang ingagsabula. What the fuck? I woke up, bruv, hey, I woke up one day and everybody was dissing everybody. I was like, hey, what? what's going on with everybody? <laughs> bruv, hey, I was like, yo, what's going on? I was lost in the fucking sauce. I'm still, hey, I'm still lost. I'm still, bruv, black fathers are all over Twitter dissing each other. Do, hey, do, ha, do, who, do better. Better! Right? I mean, dude, hey, dude, only. Hey, bruv, 31%. Huh? Only 31% of black kids grow up in a household where their biological father is present. Only 31%. There's something wrong here. <laughs> hey, bruv. Hey, bruv. There's something wrong here. Hey, uh, there's something wrong here. There's hey, there's something wrong here. That's all I'm saying. Okay? 
Niggas, all of you niggas want to be mad off the hole. I mean, nigga, nah. Let's call the pussy, my nigga. Like, like you niggas are too addicted to pussy, bruv. You niggas live and die by the pussy. Let it go. Let it go, bruv. Right, become super productive. Get married. Relax. Take it easy. I need go buffet. Nigga, buffet, boy. There's too many girls, too many women, boy. Too much. Hey, bruv, there's too much pussy in these streets, my nigga. Nigga, we fit. Nigga, we fit. In South Africa, a country of 60 million people, lest we forget. Right? We got 8 million motherfuckers living with HIV. Nigga, we fit. Nigga, we fit, boy. You trying to be. Hey, bruv, nigga, we fit. You trying to be the mad hang, nigga, we fit. You trying to be the man of the whole, bruv? You're the fucking man of the whole is the goat! I repeat to my dog! I repeat, fuck. Fuck, bruv. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ, bruv. Y'all rest in peace to the man of the whole. And of course, of course, bruv. Rest in peace to his tribe as well. Legit, bruv. We just... Hey, dear humanity. We just lost... An entire culture, an entire group of people, a tribe. We just lost a people. How do you niggas feel? Bruv, yo, hey, hey. A whole fucking tribe just went extinct. How do you niggas, hey, how do you niggas feel? How do y'all feel? How do y'all, hey, bruv, how do y'all feel? It's about to get crazy. How do y'all feel? It's about it's about to get crazy because global warming is mad real. How do y'all feel? How do y'all how do y'all feel? Huh? How do y'all bro? How do y'all feel? Holy fuck, bro! Yo, Demi Lovato dropped a new album. Hey, holy fuck! The new album is called Holy Fuck. And bruv, she pulled up and said, Hey guys, lock. Lock. I'm owning my duck side. Oh, lock. I was like, wait, what? She was like, hey, Maui, lock. I just feel like a woman again. And I just feel like owning my duck side. Wait, what? Huh? What does that mean? Hey, what? What does that, what does that mean, dude? Fam, fam, what is her new album, Holy Fuck, is a thundering hard rock horror maze. Like, what, a hard rock horror album? What, 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 what what's, the, what's going on? Hey, I'm owning my dark side. Bruv, you niggas, hey, stop listening to these people. Because there's a war going on outside niggas ain't safe from. Hey, bruv. Hey, hey. The cloud wars are here. Bruv, everything in the Middle East is a war. Everything. Everything in the fucking Middle East is a fucking war. Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Everything is a fight in the Middle East. Niggas. Niggas are now fighting over clouds. And of course, wetness. Yeah, bruh, yo, hey.
you heard me right. Niggas are now fighting over wetness. Okay? Hey, bruv. Hey, niggas. Niggas are out there seeding their clouds at a thousand miles per hour. Motherfuckers are fucking with silver iodide. Seeding their clouds because, you know, they gotta make it rain. I mean, bruv. Hey, everything is a war. Oh, oh, the cloud wars have begun. They're here. Right where it is. The UAE. Israel. Iran. And a few other countries, right, are now, are now battling over cloud seeding technology. I mean, bruv, hey, what's going on over there? Huh? What are y'all doing over there? What's, what's going on? Hmm? I mean, you niggas are injecting chemicals into clouds. I mean, I mean what, are y'all, what are y'all doing over there? Uh, and you motherfuckers are having a fucking tug of war over, over rain. I, I, I mean, hey, well, what are you? Well, what's going on? I, I mean, I, you know, right? I, it's, it's silly. It's getting silly. Right? It's getting silly. Like, I get it. Temperatures are rising. I get it. We got droughts everywhere. I get it. But you niggas, you niggas are not fucking with, you niggas are not fucking with, with the fucking clouds. You niggas are fucking with nature? You niggas are tinkering with nature? I mean, bruv, hey, what the fuck are y'all doing? What, what are y'all doing? Pakistan, Pakistan is underwater as we speak. Pakistan is submerged as we speak. Bruv, yo, nature go nature. Let nature, let nature do its thing, bruv. Okay, fam? If you die, you die. And if you live, you live. Bruv, hey, it's called natural selection, man. Nigga, welcome. Welcome to planet Earth. Right? Shout out to my dog, Charles Darwin. Out there cooking. Hey, bruv. Hey, if you die, you die. And if you live, you live. Right? It's all about the survival of the fittest, bruv. Pakistan is submerged as we speak. Flooded as we speak, right? And of course, at the top of this year, KZN in South Africa, KwaZulu Natal in South Africa was submerged, right? Nature go nature, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, right? Get your fucking, get your fucking drainage system popping, legit. Work on your fucking sewer drains, my nigga. Do better, my nigga. Because nature is gonna nature. Motherfuckers are seeding clouds. I mean, I mean, it's just getting silly, bruv. It's getting silly. It's getting silly. We live in a crazy fucking world. Buckle the fuck up. Buckle. Hey, bruv. Buckle up. That's all I'm saying. Buckle up. Because we are on our own. Hey, uh, I got more than enough in my locker Brother, I'm a warrior, I feel like Rocky the moment he got up There's some championships, I just keep on landing I know it ain't just about all the bangs you hit But I'm still here standing, taking on the whole lot while I'm off my rocker But I got more than enough in my locker Kick me on the 
ground and I'll bite your foot We don't know about stuff We know about loss after loss It will turn you soft, turn me to a boss A survivor, made a fury Glad that it made me wilder Could have battles, they made me wiser Cover my locker in petrol and watch it lighter A product of Stop worshipping celebrities Stop that shit We are on our own, bruv Kim Kardashian is not coming to save you Kevin Hart is not coming to save you, bruv Sylvester Stallone it's not coming to save you because Kim Kardashian, Kevin Hart, and Sylvester Stallone have been accused of drought restriction violations. Them niggas don't care. Right? Their fucking pools are super full during a drought. <laughs> Just add something. The celebrities were among 2,000 customers who recently were issued notices of exceedance by the Las Virginies Municipal Water District, indicating that they had surpassed 150% of their monthly water budget at least four times since the agency declared a drought emergency at the end of last year. They don't give a fuck, right? For example... Kim Kardashian used 232,000 more gallons of water than she's permitted to in the middle of a historic drought. Bruv, Sylvester Stallone went 230 gallons over his allowance. Bruv, hey fam, the average Angelino uses just 72 gallons of water per day. <laughs> Bruv, hey. The average person, okay, in LA, I guess, right, uses just 72 gallons of water per day. Kim Kardashian used 232,000 more gallons of water than she's permitted to in the middle of a fucking drop, bruv. And Sylvester Stallone, putting up numbers, he used 230,000 gallons over was permitted welcome we live in a crazy fucking world bro right like fam like these people are greedy they're fucking greedy bro right they've got too much of everything like it's just over consumption they have too many things too many houses too many cars too much stuff let go of the stuff. Stop gobbling up the world. Let go of the shit. You niggas have too much shit. And they say, well, it's, it's not all about the money. Well, your kids can't eat legacy. The patches on my trunk, that's 30 man alone. So who's really the smartest one in a sport of boxing? If you, don't, if you guys don't want to see me do no exhibitions, don't come. Don't watch. When it comes to... Legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. I don't care if y'all write good stories. I don't care if y'all write bad stories. At the end of the day, I will always have a last laugh. Damn, I'm writing this story about Floyd. But look at the house I go to. And look at the house he go to. Did all the guys that y'all said was extraordinary, the Canellos and the Pacquiao's, I made them look ordinary. And then when I see it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick, a quick heist, at the end of the day, I'm the smart one. He said, oh, Floyd don't look good like he used to look. 
my bank account looking better and better each and every day. You niggas have too many things. Y'all have too much stuff. Let go of the stuff. Let go of the shit. Legit, bruv, stop moving like my dog. The man of the hole. Bruv, all he had was a hut. His fucking tribe died off. He was left alone, but I'm pretty sure he was fucking happy. Because he was out there dancing with his fucking ancestors. Dancing with the fucking memories he made with his people. When they were still alive. That shit is beautiful. It's fucking poetic. But also sad. Right? All he had was a fucking hut in the fucking Amazon. And he was content. Okay? These motherfuckers have a lot of shit. Sylvester Stallone has a 2.2 acre crib in the Hidden Hills, gobbling up water. Where it is, that fucking crib is worth $18 million, bruv. Like, yo, how many rooms do you need, Sylvester? How many rooms? That shit right there is not success to me. It's not. Right? It's not. It's just sad. It's fucking sad. I get it. You know, people, oh, money, yo. Oh, yeah, money can make you happy, but it helps. Not really. doesn't help. Because evidently, all of these people are still chasing something. Right? They're still chasing something. Right? They're still trying to fill a fucking hole in their fucking hearts. You see, bruv? Hearts are dumb. Hearts are fucking dumb. It's all about the brain. It's all about the fucking brain, bruv. Legit. It's all about the brain, especially once the brain hits 25. Ooh, it's party time. Right? When the brain hits 25, it's party time. It's party time. You start learning shit. You start knowing shit. Right, bruv? Hey, fam. It's all about the brain. Legit. Right, where it is, my nigga? The man of the whole. You know, was a fucking enigma. Right? Niggas weren't sure exactly how old he was. However, he appeared to be 60 years old. Right? Losing the man of the whole was a sad milestone for Brazil. Right? It was a sad milestone for a country that, in recent years, has seen protections for indigenous groups weakened and undermined by an administration that has prioritized development of the Amazon over conservation. Bolsonaro is a wild boy. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. Bruv, yo, we live in a crazy fucking world. Leonardo DiCaprio is out here moving like Jeffrey Epstein and talking about Epstein pray for my girl Ghislaine Maxwell right because where it is her fucking lawyers are now suing her I mean bruv the fucking nerve of these niggas the nerve bruv yo yo her law firm right the fucking the fucking law firm that was out here defending her is now suing her 
It's Jeffrey Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Some even refer to it as pedophile island. Hey, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a get key white boy. You know what I keep that time. I'm a just island boy. Jeffrey Edward Epstein and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virginia. witness described your penis as oval shaped and claimed when erect it was thick towards the bottom but was thin and small towards the head portion and called it egg shaped. Those are not my words, I apologize. But as Mr. As Mr. Critton has stated that this This lawsuit is blasphemous. Legit, bruv, Ghislaine Maxwell deserves better. Bruv, the law firm Hayden Morgan and Foreman has accused Miss Maxwell and her brother of failing to pay nearly $900,000 in legal fees related to her sex abuse defense. I mean, bruv, come on, bruv. You niggas became famous. Right? How about enjoy that? How huh? enjoy? Hey, bruv. Hey, enjoy the exposure. How about that? Yeah? Enjoy. Enjoy the exposure. Why do you want to get paid? Uh-uh. Hayden Morgan and four men. Uh-uh. Enjoy exposure, boy. A lot of people saw y'all. Millions of people saw y'all. You niggas, you niggas got busy. You motherfuckers are active. Right? I mean, bruv, look at this. Ghislaine Maxwell is only serving 20 years. 20 years in prison. When she should be in there serving a life sentence. Evidently, you niggas are good. You niggas are good. Legit, bruv. Right? Y'all got, y'all got a fucking... Sex trafficker extraordinaire to only serve twenty years. You 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 niggas are fucking incredible. Enjoy the exposure. Evidently, criminals are gonna trust you, motherfuckers, from here going forward. Listen, bruv. Hey, from here onwards, criminals are gonna trust you, niggas. Criminals like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Yo, listen. In the future, Leonardo DiCaprio. Is gonna need you niggas. Legit. Leonardo DiCaprio. Listen. Yo. He's gonna end up fucking a 14 year old. That's all I'm saying. Hey bruv. At some point. Leonardo DiCaprio is gonna end up. You know. Slipping. Into a 16 year old pussy. And then. And then. You know. He's gonna need. Hayden Morgan and Foreman. Right. He's gonna need Hayden Morgan and Foreman. Dude. All fucking facts. Evidently, Hayden Morgan and Foreman is good. They're gonna need you, motherfuckers. Right? The wolf. Hey, the wolf. Hey, the wolf of Wall Street is gonna need you, motherfuckers, in the future. The Revenant is gonna need you, motherfuckers, in the future. Enjoy the exposure. I pray that they free you from the mental prison that they cough you in. Young Rafian, look at the matchbox they stuff you in. 
Call that boy Coliseum. Let me teach you how to bossy in. Like Mourinho at the Coliseum. Bathing in cow juice, I built a temple in calcium. Look at the rubble that we stayed at. Where the dues that my dues paid at. Where our guardian angels are laid at. Ponder replay that. Then graze upon the earth. Gem rock fire fast and blaze upon the earth. I'm a spirit, fuck my date off birth. I'm an aberration, like the days when LeBron has no playoff birth. I'm here now, so there's no riffraff. I hit 30, then I turn into playoff staff. I'm shooting from the logo, please take a day off, Raph. I be on my bully when I'm in the mood. All your songs are in a lose. Niggas gassed when the money's really in the food. It's like popcorn over motion picture slewed. A dark dynasty backed by Scrooge. A blue movie without the splooge. Fuck the system, it made my G go nice once he got screwed. Got a random bitch pregnant, then he bolted once he got sued. Never mind how I felt. Green burning in the high felt. Moss pulling up with pop health. Pop drunk. Breath on pop suck. Fighting on TV, dumb fuck. Neighborhood, dumb struck. Baby grew limbs without the formula. Got only fans popular. A toxin for the ocular. Ashanta Mapanzola, energy incessantly on, Hakira Tankatsola. So, you want to take over for Letterman? You want to host Late Show on CBS? Yeah, that's. Well, here's the thing with that champ that's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel. But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right, I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh... This is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't, I please. Okay then, let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go.
go funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay, last chance and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One, two. Pedophile's eyes. It's a bit. A representative for Funny or Die told the Daily Beast in a statement, Funny or Die found this video absolutely disgusting and I mean, would never produce such content. Tiffany Haddish was just fucking wrong. It's a bit. It was uploaded to the site as user-generated content and was removed. Ari Spears was just, you know, was just being a goofball. Both siblings allegedly attended the shoot, which the lawsuit claims took place in Spears' home. It's a bit. Haddish's behavior changed once the children arrived at the home, no longer in the company of their mother. They were just joking. They're comedians. It's a bit. Tiffany had never been mean to me, never raised her voice to me. Obviously. According to the lawsuit, the children were separated during the shoot. Jane recalls that Haddish told her to... You gotta separate them. Divide and conquer. It's a bit. The Daily Beast has reviewed a recording of the video in which Haddish plays the boy's guardian and leaves him with Spears, who plays a pedophile. Jesus, it's a bit. They were just joking around. They acting. Through two holes cut into a newspaper he pretends to read. During the sketch, the camera zooms in suggestively on the seven-year-old's buttocks and crotch while he plays. As you should. Spears sprays baby oil onto the child's back and massages it into his shoulders in one scene. And at another point, the child plays with a train in a manner that suggests phallic masturbation. It's a bit! These kids masturbate all the time. They jerk off all the time. It's a bit! By the time the video ends... The child is peering at his babysitter through a newspaper and rubbing baby oil on his shirtless shoulder. But also the child is satisfied. Don't forget that part. It's a bit. Once filming. It's comedy. Mr. Doe called his mother crying, saying he did not want to film anymore. But he was out there playing with baby oil, right? He was red in the face, crying his eyes out, just bawling out in tears. Don't cry. It's a bit. Cry I don't know what happened to him. When that happened, a river. The only thing I could feel was how I felt in my video with Tiffany, Jane added later. It's a I bit. I didn't know at the time if anything happened with him like what had happened to me, but I just felt like something wasn't right with that moment. It's only entertainment. His mother was immediately alarmed when she received a phone call from her crying son, and the answer she allegedly received from Hattie That kid is a pussy. She said something to the effect of, I don't think acting is for him, the mother recalled. Of course, he's a pussy. What you mean, acting isn't for him. My son is crying. Macaulay Coughlin would never. Macaulay would never. We spent the next week contacting Spears and asking to see the footage of her son. They left him home alone. Look at what he achieved. Look at what he did. Macaulay would never. John had been so incooperative that his footage had been deemed unusable and subsequently deleted. Macaulay used to hang out with Michael Jackson, bruv. He survived Mike. ...that described the sketch. It was then, for the first time, that John's mother said she became aware of what had happened. Well, Bow Wow wanted to be like Mike, this nigga was surviving Mike. ...depression and guilt and shame. It's a bit! I feel like all of those emotions were triggered when this video situation came to a head, she said. Oh, oh, everybody's triggered in 2022. Everybody, it's a bit! ...trusted her with my children. That is what pushed me over the edge. 
Oh, oh, everybody, oh, everybody has been pushed over the edge in 2022. Oh, oh, look at me. I got problems. I got troubles. What the fuck is this island? It's a bit. Constant remorse knowing that she was only a few feet away when Spears was. That joke was fine. That joke, that joke was fine. Oh, I got troubles. What the fuck is this island? Come on, come on. I'm too good. I don't have sex. I'm not your regular 22 year old who is partying. Having fun and you are an incel. Her little brother. You are an incel. You a piece of shit. Nobody likes you. Electronics due to an ongoing fear of being watched and recorded. I love being recorded. Eight causes of action. If you're wondering, I love it. You're both accused of intentional infliction of emotional distress, gross negligence, sexual battery, sexual harassment, and sexual abuse of a minor. These kids are bitches. It's a bit supervision. Failure to warn. Breach of fiduciary duty and constructive fraud. Don't you want to be a child star? I wanted to be on your TV. It's a bit. Jane took over as John's guardian around the end of 2019 or start of 2020 due to a cascading series of traumatic personal issues that impacted obviously and physical health. Who the fuck is this kid? Pete Davidson? Brother in therapy, according to the lawsuit. Included in the complaint is a statement John wrote during his treatment saying that the pedophile sketch fucked me up bad. Well, well, it, it's, it's a bit. They're, they're just joking. It's a sketch. It wasn't real. I refuse to be recorded or take pictures because I am scared. You scared of adults? You are a fucking adult yourself. Well, not yourself. It's a bit. Because I don't trust anybody. Of course, never trust anybody. Never, the, never trust these motherfuckers in the game, bruv. It's a bit, though. Tiffany got mad at me told me to get dressed, and took me home. I'd be mad too. I'd be like, hey, I'm just diddling you for fun. It's a bit. It's all fun and games. I know now that they are fucked up for what they did to me. The 14-year-old statement concludes, and none of this is my fault. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, none of it is your fault. But, oh, oh, but you wanted to be a star, right? You wanted to be Miley Cyrus, right? It's your fault too. You wanted to be on TV. You wanted to be a superstar. Oh, the movies are easy. The series are easy. Oh, believe me. You wanted to be a superstar. You zabs-ass pussy-ass kid. ...denies the validity of the claims regarding the video's production and distribution that agrees to stop the distribution, exhibition, and further use of the video. It's a bit... ...names Spears, the sibling's mother, and John. Jane does not appear. Well, I mean... mother also filed a police report against Spears and Haddish in January of 2020 that nothing apparently came of it. Yeah, of course! It's a bit! ...of the report. For months, I used to sit in my closet and cry until I fell asleep, the mother said. Man the fuck up, mom. Because I didn't want the kids to hear me crying. Transitioning to a man. Lose the fucking vajayjay, get a dick, man the fuck up, get a son of balls. To see the error of her ways, and I wanted her to do the right thing as far as helping with the therapy and with the kids and stuff. Tiffany Haddish is a star. We gotta respect that. She's a star. Not the same friend that had been a friend to me. If you are what you say you are, a superstar. That's what she is. To make sure that John is okay. The family has since made it their mission to. Bruv, she kicked and pushed. Yo, she kicked and pushed. Now look at her. She's balling. each other. For years. Jane has lived with the regret. She's super cool now. Her younger brother, however, out there having fun, getting all fat and shit, drinking all that fucking liquor, gobbling up the food. See what I did there? Now, however, with Lupe shit. I mean, I mean, I'm too good.
It's a bit to protect my little brother now and have the power to do something about what happened to him, Jane said. And that's what my goal is to get done. Just to show my little brother that, hey, I'm you a bitch. Hey, hey, little bro. You are a pussy. Hey, little bro, little bro, you are a loser, an incel. How about do something with your life? Shoot up a school or some shit. Buy a gun. Air-15s are like, what, $15 at Walmart? Go to Walmart. Take your talents to Walmart. Do better. Shoot up a school. Shoot up your block. How about kill your neighbors? How about that? It's a bit. ...presenting herself in this lawsuit. The two of them will together face the consequences of pursuing this frivolous action. Fucking losers, man. Oh, and by the way, of course, you know, uh, diddling kids is, is horrible. I mean, you know, obviously, right? Diddling kids is, you know, don't do that. How about, you know, don't be a fucking creep, right? Like, like hey, listen, you know, it's a bit, yeah, but, but you know, how, how about, don't even, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, it is bad. But at the same time, it's a bit, <laughs> Right? Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish were creating content. Ain't that what life is all about? Content. Bro, what are we here for? What are we here for? Look around you. It's all about content. My mom is on TikTok. It's all about TikTok. It's all about content, bro. Yo, when my granny died, right, a month ago, bro, I wanted to document the whole thing. I wanted to pull up, right, open the fucking casket, and just take a couple of pictures of a face going, yo, look at my granny looking all crazy and shit. Yeah, it's all about content. That's what life is about. Right? That's what life is about. Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears were just chilling, creating content. How about, hey, hey, little dude, let me, let me play with your little dick a little bit. It's content just for fun, for shits and giggles. It's wrong. It's wrong. In the real world, it's wrong. But in the content world, it's it's fair game. In the content world, bruv, hey, in the content world, it's gold. Right? That's what Weinstein was trying to show the world. It's all about content. That's what Woody Allen was trying to show the world. It's all about content. It's all about documenting life. It's all about capturing the human spirit. That's what life is all about. Don't play yourself. But then again, you know. If you, know, if you decide not to play yourself, somebody will play with you. person like Tiffany Haddish will, right? Will toy around with your little dick. And, you know what I mean? Like, hey, don't play yourself. But then again, then again, try not to play yourself but not, by not playing with yourself. Because other people want to play with, with thyself. That's what I'm saying. It's creepy. It's weird. Where does Tiffany Haddish has hired Prince Andrew's lawyer. I, I, I mean... She did it. Right? If, if, if you hire Prince Andrew's lawyer, I, I mean, you're basically saying, I did it. Prince Andrew's lawyer, I mean, Prince Andrew's lawyer was like, yo, my, my client doesn't sweat. He did it. Right? Like, hey, yo, the fucking, their defense was, uh, uh, I don't sweat. And this fucking guy, stood, bruh, he stood in court, faced the judge and said, judge, my client does not sweat. Bruv, yo, I'm sweating right now. 
Because that's what happens when your body is trying to cool itself. Look at me being all fucking scientific. Am I a doctor? The fuck am I? <gasps> Bro, who the fuck am I? Dr. Oz? <laughs> Bro, Dr. Oz is a wild boy. But that's neither here nor there. My client doesn't sweat. Bro, Tiffany Haddish heard that and she was like, get me that man. Better call Saul. Right? Get me that fucking man. Get me off of this fucking mess. I'm entangled. I'm entangled in a fucking, in a web of, in a web of, of pedophilia. Get me out of this fucking web. Save me. Take me to Epstein's Island. Baptize me in those fucking waters. For cultural purposes, bruv. Hey, lest we forget that Epstein's Island has a fucking temple. So technically, Epstein's Island is holy land for pedophiles. So, bruv, if, if Tiffany Haddish took her talents, right, to Epstein's Island, this means that she went on a fucking pilgrimage. Who the fuck is she, man? Samosa? Bruv, hey, hey, Epstein's Island... Is the mecca of pedophilia. So if one goes there, bruv, hey, how about go how about go around that fucking temple seven times? Like the fucking Kaaba for cultural purposes. Allahu Akbar. Pray five times a day. Because Epstein, Epstein is thy God. Hey, Ari Spears. Ari Spears. I mean, I mean, hey, Ari Yo, you pulled up a week ago and you said, and you said, Lizzo looks like. The shit emoji. Bruv, hey, we need a sewer emoji because that's what you look like. And listen, bruv, it's all good. It's all, hey, listen, I get it. It's a bit. You niggas were, you know, you guys were, were being fucking whimsical and, and wild on Mad TV. Mad TV was literally mad. Niggas did crazy shit on Mad TV. I get it. You're creating content. It's all fun and games. It's a bit. But then again, it's weird. It's creepy. Right? It's getting spooky, bruv. All of you niggas, all of you niggas wanna be stick man. Even if when it comes to dealing with kids, you niggas wanna be stick man. Oh, oh that kid is so hot. <laughs> That's what you niggas say. That's how you niggas move in these streets. Bruv, how about have some fucking self-respect? Okay? Learn from the goat. The man of the whole. Learn from that nigga. Every hole he dug, every hole he buried his dick in, bruv, it was all consensual. Nothing creepy was going on. Tiffany Haddish, nothing creepy was going on. At this rate, I'm starting to think that Tiffany Haddish basically raped Common. And Common had to get away from her. Common was like, I gotta go. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being raped all day, every day. Common is tired. Oh, hold tap. Oh, she she grabbed my tap. <laughs> right? And released my sperm. And, and without my consent. Look at Common. He's traumatized. He's a broken man. I mean, bruv, Common. Common has looked like a common nigga his entire life. Common is common. He's the common denominator when it comes to looking normal. That's why his name is Carmen. He's literally, bruv, hey, he's literally the ordinary person that John Legend was singing about. They met 
at good music, right? At the fucking good music offices. And John Legend was like, oh, hi, come wow. Like, you're ordinary. you common. You are a common being. Bruv, hey, love yourself. And of course, of course, if you got kids, protect your kids. Because Tiffany Haddish is watching. The Watcher. Mudimu wang po nana Wang po Your conciliary will sell your soul For a measly thou So we ambushed your boy with cake Now his chain is wilding in these streets Screaming pow Traumatized more families than Colin Powell I've got your days numbered like I'm Terrence Tao Dry season means the heat is out Got you playing defense like you merely tau Famine brought to you by mouth now let's sing aloud A pair of pussies And let my hounds just eat them out Murimu wang po nana Khaleke tsamai Khaleke rape Wang po We move like a Zolabad I hope yang tolabad We carrying four fours in the shadows like the Mossad If you gon' shoot, hit them hard Got five rings, huh? Like the Mamba Bad Operation Wrath of God Souls in the mud Breathing dope, the afterlife of dad. Haleke rape, haleke tsamai. Wang ponana, wang ponana. Muri mu wang ponana. Equimate my body, won't kiss a worm. Your dogs are my taxiderm. Or flip their fur into a jacket for my posterity. Get your progeny ensnared in generational austerity. Let me provide some fucking clarity. An equal vote doesn't mean parody. The lies you're paddling make you a fucking parody. Get Getswahule. Everything I said is all true though Fidel taught Justin how to move though One touch Ludo Tiberius brought the food home Fat good kid Caligula the boy flipped fucking cruel though You know an apple a day is all fructose Tyrants get the populace swimming in sodium while their lives are glucose Kitswaul <laughs> Get I'm chilling with the queen. Yes, yes. I, I love the Watching 
Vicky, Christina, Barcelona. And the movie is what? 28 minutes in. And my God. This has to be one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Like, yo, yo, 28 minutes of just, <laughs> of just Gange River. <laughs> like, this is, this is trash. Because, because in the real world, this guy, what's his name? Juan Antonio? Yo, I'm not sure. Him. In the real world. He's a predator, this guy. In the real world, this nigga is Harvey Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, how about the Weinstein company is the company that funded this movie? Oh, and on top of that, the writer and director of this movie is Woody Allen. <laughs> That's like... What, what, uh, R. Kelly and Jeffrey Epstein, like, walk into a bar type shit. <laughs> this is, this is just the pinnacle of how to be a predator one-on-one. I'm pretty sure R. Kelly saw this movie and he was like, yeah, I'm about, I'm about to remix Ignition. <laughs> I'm about to wild out. We haven't even gone to the good stuff. Like, what's the good stuff? There's no good stuff here. This guy, this guy is gonna fuck these two girls. One of them is engaged. That that that's not good. There's nothing good about that. Looking at my face. Oh my god. There's a scene where this fucking guy asks ScarJo, like, yo, what color are your eyes? My nigga, you can see the color of her eyes. Like, on top of that, this fucking guy's father is having wet dreams about this nigga's ex-wife. I mean, what is this, dude? I don't know. We're just watching it. <laughs> This movie Let it unfold I mean fam Yo listen oh, Yo yo oh, Whatever no. Whatever they say Woody Allen did Oh no Whatever people say Yo Whatever people say Woody Allen allegedly did No it's not alleged He did <laughs> He did all of that On the trip home Vicky who had mentioned Nothing to Christina Whatever they say he did Christina He did it nervously. <laughs> I must have because this movie just gives you an insight of yeah yeah like his thought like it gives you an insight on what goes on in Woody Allen's head I mean Jesus fucking Christ fam these two thotties just met this guy oh I'm a painter you know and I wanted to make music in Barcelona, I'm Catalan. He's Catalan. You know what I mean? 
searching for a means of self-expression, wandered the streets of Barcelona. He, oh, he, experimented with her latest yeah, passion. Oh, wandered the streets of Barcelona, searching for some new dick. Searching for some Spanish dick. I mean, this is crazy, bruv. Christina came to Vicky with an announcement. Vicky, he called. He called. He's gonna deliver dick tonight. He called. Juan Antonio. Juan Antonio called you? Yeah. He wants to see me. Take me to some vineyard. And fuck me. That guy, like, that's basically, like, that's, what else is there to do? Like, fam. I'm watching this shit and I'm like, bruh, are these people, of course, she's now into Juan Antonio, who fucked her in the bushes. Yo, he fucked her in the bushes. Think about how many peed, how many people peed over there. Like, like, just let, like, think about how many people took a dump in those bushes. This is a disaster. Like, you know, all of a sudden, right? Like, you know, these people that they fly to countries like Spain and Italy, right? These studies, right? And all of a sudden, when they get there, bushes aren't, aren't places that are ripe with disease and, and vermin. No. All of a sudden, bushes are sexy because you're in Spain. You're in Barcelona. All of a sudden, you know, you, you can get, you know, you can get your, your ass cheeks clapped. Oh in the bushes all of a sudden because you're in barcelona you're in, you're in ibiza all of a sudden it's cool to get you know fucked in an alley but when you are back in johannesburg or like new york city you're like oh my god now nah, we ain't doing that but the moment the moment you land in barcelona the moment you land in ibiza you are cool with getting with getting torn to shreds <laughs> In the bushes. <laughs> you don't say I'm bowled over. No, it's, uh, it's just a surprise. I mean, so Woody Allen. This chick is now having a conversation so with her fiancé. He wants to come to Barcelona to get married there. Yeah, and she's like, nah, because her fuck buddy's over there, her fuck toy is over there. You know, her Van Gogh wannabe dildo is there, R running rampant in the streets of Barcelona. Oh, let me take you to a church. Let me, sh let me show you a fucking sculpture of skinny Jesus. Oh, look at an anorexic Jesus over there. This is my favorite sculpture of Jesus ever. Like, dude, that Jesus looks... He looks like he needs a burger. Oh, of course, you know, of course. Of course he's going to pull up in a, in a drop top. A red drop top. An old school red drop top. A vintage car because, you know, he's an artsy-fartsy guy. Listen, I'm an artist, okay? I'm an artist, and I'm looking at this shit like, nah. I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. No, I ain't sensitive about my shit. You know? But yeah, but, but yeah, Badu is this type of bitch. She, she would fly to Spain. Right, all of a sudden when she lands in Spain, you know, all of that whole tap shit, she throws out the window. Right, she throws out the fucking drop top. You know? 
Oh, oh, oh. Oh my god. He told Christina he had not wanted to make love with anyone else in the bedroom they shared. Jesus. This time, Christina kept her food down. I mean, I mean, I mean, just how horrible can one movie get? <laughs> I mean, this dude is now hooking up with Christina. I mean, a couple of days ago, well, you know, in the movie, movie time, right? He hooked up with Vicky in the bushes and now he's hooking up with Christina, a.k.a. ScarJo. Right? Lest we forget that ScarJo is now with a comedian. Is it Colin Jost? Like, like, hey, ScarJo ended up with Colin Jost. Proving that these types of movies, yeah, it's all fiction. It's like super fiction. This is like the fucking pinnacle of fiction. None of this shit would happen in the real world. Okay? Because these bitches, they want people like fucking Colin Jost and the rest. More times. They went to see a new sculpture by a friend of his. Of course, you know, he, he now wants to fuck her in the sculpture. He showed her some of his favorite parts of the city where she took photographs. Obviously, as you do when you want to fuck a person. And thought they would make wonderful subjects. Fab. Oh my goodness. Dude, they went sightseeing in a fucking alleyway just filled to the brim with prostitutes. I mean, I, I mean, this movie... I forgot the name Nugget. of the street. Nugget Street. Yeah. <laughs> Nugget Street. Imagine, I want to take you on a date to Nugget Street. Let's go sightseeing. Let's go look at... Let's go look at those animals over there. Dude, Nugget Street is basically Kruger National Park. Let's go look at those fucking spring bucks over there. You know what I mean? Them spring... Them spring bucks over there, dude. Fam. I'm pretty sure monkeypox is popping off in Nugget Street, bro. Monkeypox is everywhere. We never had a chance to say a proper goodbye. Oh, oh yeah, l let me fuck you behind this fountain. I I didn't get to give you a proper goodbye. To say anything, I mean, thank you, it was fun. I mean, you don't make love to someone and then never call them unless you were greatly disappointed. Like, bitch, you are engaged. To marry, and I thought it best to stop anything before it led to a bad situation for everyone. Yeah, well, I'm only saying Fair. you made love, and, and you seem to drop off the face of the earth. I mean, I realize these things don't mean much to you. What do you want? She wants to be a hoe, she wants dick and nothing else. She wants to get piped out from fucking from Bilbao to Barcelona, my nigga. <laughs> I know Spain like the back of my hand, my nigga. This is silly. This is, oh, oh yeah, I wanna speak Castilian. This is what happens when you make a bitch's pussy, right? Speak Castilian. This is it right here. Next thing you know, next thing you know, that pussy's queefing, squeefing with a lisp and shit. <laughs> On some <laughs> <laughs> From <laughs> to <laughs> and so the morning 
queefing with a lisp and shit. That's embarrassing. Shameful. Shameful, dude. <laughs> Juan Antonio, like certain creative men, needed always to live with a woman and had invited Christina to move in with him, which she accepted. Oh, 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 look at Picasso over here. Dude, this guy, them fam, 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 the nerve of this, of this fucking painter. This song is trash, by the way, just saying. Just like the movie And the people behind the movie You know, the business people behind the movie And the director and the writer behind the movie I mean, everybody Everybody's a piece of shit Whoever, everybody who's involved with this movie Is a piece of shit Look at this nigga right here He's like, oh my god I just, just came so hard you were so into it. Yeah, yeah, that's because he's thinking about Woody Allen. That's because he's thinking about about the remix to Ignition, the Pie Piper. I'm now chewing a French fry. Because why not? When you're watching such movies, might might as well eat a French fry. You know? Damn, this chick is now chilling with her fiancé. All lovey-dovey and shit in bed. As if a couple of days before this nigga pulled up to Barcelona. She wasn't face down, you know, in a fucking meadow somewhere. In Ibiza. Yeah, well, men like her. Well, she's pretty. Not exactly difficult to maneuver into the sack. Now you, on the other hand, took a little effort to get to bed. But it was worth the struggle. Just nigga. Just nigga even waited for this chick. He waited years. Like, oh yeah, when are we gonna? When are we gonna hook up? And she was like, no. No, I don't do. No, this bitch put this nigga on the seven-year rule. Not the 90-day rule, the seven-year rule. And this nigga was patient. Her fiancé was patient. Man, it only took one Julio, whatever the fuck that nigga is. 24 hours max. And during the course of conversation, an awkward moment occurred. Juan Antonio, having warm thoughts about Christina, tried to brush his foot against hers under the table and accidentally brushed Vicky's. I mean, this nigga, this nigga is rocking Chuck Taylor's. Evidently, he's a fucking loser. He's a Spanish loser. He's rocking Chuck Taylor's. Looking all dirty and shit. I mean, bro, let me say this. Yo, in 2022, none of this shit would fly. This nigga would be all over Twitter. This nigga is a predator, bro. He'd be canceled. He'd be canceled. Oh, oh, by the way, everybody behind this movie has been canceled. You guys do know that, right? You niggas are pretty smart. 
You niggas know that. Y'all know that Woody Allen's a creeper. Y'all know about Weinstein, right? Weinstein's not a good guy. <laughs> right? You know, I used to think Weinstein was a good dude, bro. I used to look at him and say... They're not good guys. They're not good guys. I used to look at Weinstein... <laughs> I used to look at Weinstein and say, hey, man, I like that guy too, my dad. Very bad dude. <laughs> I used to look at Weinstein. I admired Weinstein back in the days, man. I say, Weinstein, mm. I want to be just like Weinstein mm -hmm. when I grow up. What do you say? I was like, look at that. Look at that dude right there just living life. Right? Mm. Grabbing them by the pussy. Hey, gotta do it. Right? All these chicks know that. I mean, bro, I like to ask Kajo. How does Kajo get this role? Hey, Scarjo. How does Scarlett Johansson get this role to play Christina? Do you know what I'm thinking about as I'm watching this movie? What was Messi up to while this movie was, was being shot in Barcelona? While niggas were out there gallivanting in Barcelona, what was the GOAT doing? Young Messi was doing his thing. Dribbling a ball while these bitches are here dribbling balls. There's what it is, goggling ball. It's silly, man. Silly. I'm chewing because I can. So if you can't chew and you listen to this shit. You know, don't know why. It's okay. I'm too good. I'm too good, man. I'm too sharp. When it comes to comedy, this is what I do. This is what I know. At this rate, comedy is my only solace. That's it. I ain't got anything else. Without comedy, I'm quiet all day, by the way, guys. I don't talk anymore. Without the laughs, without the jokes, done. I don't talk anymore. Beefing with the whole family. Niggas looking like nine talking to y'all niggas. I only talk to my people. So if you ain't if you ain't Spain right now, guess what? I only talk to you. You family, you my blood, you my nigga, you my dog. Word word. So the Spaniards are your family now. Yeah. Spanish people. So what about us? <laughs> y'all niggas gotta figure it out. <laughs> y'all niggas. <laughs> Just joking. But am I though? Huh? Look <laughs> at this guy, dude. Taking Skajo on a bicycle trip. Skajo. Hey, Skajo is scared for her life. Going down the hill. You know what I mean? We're a bunch of dudes. We're a bunch of dudes who grew up to get dribbled by Messi for a living. <laughs> Still lived at the time. <laughs> Bunch of losers who grew up, who grew up to be, to be Messi's fucking cones. You know, Messi dribbling around them like fucking cones. Silly man. Oh, Seville, right? Seville. We all know what happened in Seville. We know what Messi has done. <laughs> Right, we all know what Messi has done over there, bruv. Sevilla, by the way, is the one team that Messi has scored the most against. Look at me dropping some trivia. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm good. I know shit. General knowledge, you know what I mean? 
should be general knowledge. <laughs> you know, what's the one club that Messi has scored against the most? Oh, oh it's, it's easy. Sevilla. Yeah, Sevilla, but it's in Sevilla. It's Sevilla. Oh my God, what does that mean? Villa. Well, yeah, this bitch is getting fucked in a villa, of course. Exactly. That's why, you know what I mean? That's just what it is. Look at this nigga getting a random call. Look at that. Now, once a nigga says gracias, nothing good comes after that. Right? <laughs> once a nigga says, oh, con gracias, that, that's when you know you fuck. You see, you see what I mean? Uh, I went to the hospital. Can I say something controversial? Yeah, you say anything. <laughs> I, like, I don't mean to sound like this. Mm-hmm. But that is one of my biggest fears. Like waking up next to somebody doesn't speak a language you understand. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear gracias. <laughs> gracias. And you just woke up. That's but so sad. That's so sad, dude. Am I gone? Wow. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to hide that that side of me. Because <laughs> I've got a little bit of, you know. What, you gonna wake up and speak a different language? Hey, man, I got some Malawian in me. <laughs> oh. Know what I mean? Oh. It is what it is, dude, my people. Oh. My people out there crossing the Limpopo River. Oh. Getting into Limpopo. Oh, Dis- dismantling the fucking medical system over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Poppy pissed off, dude. Poppy pissed off, dude. Got Poppy pissed off my people. Poppy. Poppy out there shitting on my grandmoms after getting a fucking... <laughs> after getting a fucking hip surgery and shit. Shitting on my granny, dude. And some of you crossing the Limpopo River. Like, she's 85. I want to get out of these clothes. All of them want to get out of their clothes next to this guy. <laughs> All of them. That's Maria Elena. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maria Elena's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you're making me, you're treating me like a guest in my own house. And then this piece of shit is like, hit a left, hit a right, hit a right, hit a left. The shower's right there, you piece of shit. You skank. You smell bad. Rancid, putrid, you. Oh my goodness. You embarrassing. This nigga's like, yo, your JJ smells bad. I can smell it all the way here. Just sorry. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to. Oh my god, that's terrible. This nigga is so dramatic, dude. I wish I was this dr- dramatic growing up. <coughs> you know, I wish I was this type of person who's like, oh, you know, I've lost my granny and and I, and I was always her connection to the real world, right? And then get all these fucking chicks at school going, oh my god. I'd be like, yeah, I know. Next thing you know, next, <coughs> next thing you know, I'm out there running a fucking harem at the age of 13. <laughs> you know, and let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'm a, I'm a fucking handsome cat. That would have been super, super possible. Because them daddies over there, I was like, nah, you skanks. Nah, I ain't doing that. 
fucking skanks, D. <laughs> <laughs> you check, you check someone to school with a skanks. Let's just keep it a buck. Y'all know yourselves. Y'all know yourselves. You bitches are skanks. You bitches, you bitches are dirty. You bitches are fucking dirty, dude. Oh Maui, oh Maui, oh Maui, oh let's go on a date. I'm like, bitch, nigga, nah, crazy. Let's go to McDonald's. I'm like, like. She was so talented. She was so brilliant. She was so sensual. I mean, it's chose me from a hundred men Dude, yo, Weinstein saw a fucking screening of this movie. Weinstein, the movie's making your head itch. Yo, listen, listen. It's making, it's making my brain itch. It's making my heart itch. All the vitamins and minerals, but if there is a minor single tiny ingredient missing, like, 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 like salt, for example. What the fuck are you talking about, sir? Salt. Petri Zwei, Petri Zwei. Once a nigga, once a nigga starts talking about ingredients, mm. like you already know, like if you're watching a movie and a nigga is breaking down ingredients to a woman, you know the woman is getting fucked. That's the, that's just how it goes. Th- that's how it is. You you know the lady. <sighs> Sorry for the burp, guys. I. Sorry, I'm just freestyling this, by the way. I hope this sounds good. Because I'm not even rocking my fucking headphones. I'm just, I'm just riffing. Gonna <laughs> sound very special. <laughs> yeah, I... My, you're riffing, dude. This nigga... Please, he, please, here in this house, speak English. That's all I ask. Alright? Please, yeah, please, yeah. In this house, speak English. What were you thinking about killing yourself? I mean, what were you thinking about thinking, killing yourself, thinking? It's a crazy thing. What, what were you thinking, thinking about thinking? What were you thinking, thinking about thinking? You know, I don't know, Reza. You try to kill me. Yeah, to kill me. That, oh, we passionate. <laughs> dude, dude, let me tell you this. If, if, if you're with a person who doesn't want to kill you, it's not love. <clears throat> straight up. Straight up. Have I ever tried to kill you? No. So? It's not love, Duke. Just joking. It's definitely love. She, she, she's now trying to kill me. This is love. See? Let's see how deep your lungs are. Yo, my lungs, dude. Whoa. <laughs> my lungs are super deep because I'm not a smoker like you losers okay, out there. I'm not a smoker like you let losers scoop out up. there. Scoop, scoop. Come here. My fucking lungs are healthy. Come here, let me scoop. Scoop up my lungs? Yeah. Nah. I want to prove to you that I love you. Oh, no. I, this is proof enough. The fact that you're holding a teaspoon for a weapon. <laughs> good. I get it. This is definitely love. You know, 
Why do you speak Chinese? Now the ex-wife and Christina are now fighting over this fucking guy. That's basic. That's light work. Well, I, maybe not the way I'm pronouncing it, of course. I mean, ni hao ma. Listen, I don't know what it means. How are you? Oh, look at she's in ping over here. Speak English. I'm sorry, I'm nervous today. I had bad dreams. Damn, dude. Would you like to paint? Oh, do you paint? This nigga is like, oh, oh, would you if like you to paint? Ask him, ask him. He stole everything from me. His whole style. She likes to make up these stories. Juan Antonio, your whole way of seeing is mine. Well, I'm not saying that you were not in. Yo, imagine a person saying your whole way of seeing is mine. Listen, I get it. I get the whole poetic, poetic aspect of that term. Your whole way of seeing is mine. But nah, I, I want to talk about the literal sense. Imagine a person... Your whole way of seeing is mine. I'm like, bitch, yo, who was I before I met you? Helen Keller, my nigga? Oh, you're the, your whole way of seeing is mine. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, evidently you're walking around Johannesburg curing the blind. There's a, there's a big difference between talent and genius. And of course, I'm the fucking latter. I was crazy for you, Juan Antonio, and you betrayed me with your eyes. With your eyes, you piece of shit. It's over. And then she decides to paint some fucking garbage. It looks like she took a shit on the fucking canvas. Oh my goodness. Look at ScarJo. You know, all talentless and shit. Looking at somebody talented. You know, Christina. Christina's out there looking at somebody talented going, mm. I'm so talentless. <laughs> right? Look at her just wallowing in her talentlessness. <laughs> Yo, look at Juan Antonio Aged so fast in this movie, dude. He went from 35 to 65 quick. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. And now, Christina, aka Scarjo, Scarlett Johansson, because she's talentless, and, and this nigga and his ex wife are you painting up a storm. She's trying to hook up. She keeps, yo, she keeps distracting this nigga. Like, yo, hey, let's talk, you know. Right. Touching this nigga's glasses in a very sensual way, in a very Mr. President type way. I'm like, what are you doing? Nigga's trying to paint. Nigga's having a paint off with his axe. 
<laughs> that painting is garbage though, right? She's as talented. She's as talented as Christina, <laughs> and she's now talking about there's a difference between talent and, and genius. She's neither. Coffee's <laughs> Yeah, it's basically iced coffee. I'm a Starbucks, evidently. I mean, Vicky, man. Vicky is now flirting with a millennial. <clears throat> and Vicky, Vicky, Vicky has seen a lot of shit. Look at this, look at this little nigglet. You know, he's like, oh, I wish I had more friends like you. I'd like for you to be my cougar. I'll be your prey any day. I'll be your prey. Pray on me. Pray on me. It was a great success. Pray on strong. You know what I mean? Oh, this movie is wrong. Yeah, of course. The, this movie is super wrong. This movie is garbage. Everything about this movie is wrong. Let me grab your hand while we look at papayas in the middle of, of Barcelona. And Vicky's like, no, don't touch me, but do. Don't touch me, but touch me. Don't touch me, but grab my pussy. No, don't grab it, but grab it. So fucking silly. Grab it, but grab it. Don't grab it, but grab it. Grab it, but grab it. Grab it, but grab it. Yeah, yeah. Grab. Unsolicited. Well, no, I, I, I met somebody else, and, uh... Like, bitch, you're engaged, and you you keep on meeting people. The guy is, is living with my best friend, you know? What am I talking Who's about? the guy? Your, your husband-to-be? Nope, Juan Antonio, the artist who's also fucking her friend. Who's out there entangled in a paint-off with his axe. So silly. This is, this is why I never hooked up with any of you fucking skanks back in the days. Bitches are dirty. Lest we forget you girls were dirty. All these chicks I went to school with, dirty. All of them, dirty. They all know that shit. If you listen to this shit, okay, if you listen to my fucking podcast, just know, just know that I think that you motherfuckers are fucking disgusting. Just sorry, I'm joking. You guys were decent. You guys were good girls. You study very well, took care of yourselves. <laughs> Not really, but you guys are really good. He aged fast. Juan Antonio, he blew his back out. That's why you, you can't fuck at that frequency after 35. You, you, you just can't. Dude, listen, listen. I'm 30, okay? And I ain't doing that. This thing, this thing, look at him. He's, he's falling apart. He's like, oh my god, my fucking shoulder blade is <laughs> dislocated or some shit. Like, dude, he needs a fucking chiropractor right now, bruv. Look at Scarjo looking like a boy. You know? Like, I'm pretty sure she heard Beyonce's song, If I Were a Bush. Like, I've been that. You know, from the back, Scarlett Johansson looks like a dude. Let's just keep it a buck. Yeah, it's all in his head. To the world, he's carefree, nothing matters, life is short and with no purpose kind of thing. But 
all his fear just goes through his head. Like me, all my fear goes to my head. Fucking hell. <laughs> Oh my fear goes to my head today. I'm looking at the dishes and I have a lot of fear right now. I fear the dishes. I fear the dishes. Hmm? Because I fear them. Fear the deer. Y'all into the Milwaukee box. You niggas are so stupid. Fear the deer? Yo, Milwaukee Bucks, this is why your superstar's name is Yanis Antetokounmpo. This is why you niggas cannot pronounce your superstar's name. Okay, your fucking slogan is Fear the Deer. It's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. Now with the record-breaking drought in Europe and what it's revealing, water levels across much of the continent are at the lowest they've been in centuries, and historical artifacts once submerged are now being uncovered. Our foreign correspondent, James Longman, is at the extraordinary site of one of them in Spain. Good morning again, James. Yeah, good morning, Michael. This is the Dolmen del Guadalperal, the Spanish Stonehenge. It is something like five to seven thousand years old. It's absolutely extraordinary, but we shouldn't be seeing it. It should be underwater. This entire area should have a much higher water level, and that is because there's a massive drought in Europe at the moment, the worst in 500 years. But it has meant some extraordinary discoveries. Monuments from the past warning us about our future. The Domen of Guadalperal in central Spain is a monolithic structure dating back some 3,000 years before Christ. Made up of 150 granite stones arranged in a circle like the famous Stonehenge, there are all kinds of theories on what this mysterious place was for. Los hombros. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a human. Right, so this is the main stone at the front of the tomb, and it's anthropomorphic, so it's supposed to be in the shape of a human being. And on the front is a serpent, and that is thought it was on all kinds of tombs in the prehistoric era, and it was for protection. It's possible it was used as a solar temple or as a burial ground by prehistoric communities. Roman remains have also been found nearby. These stones were discovered about 100 years ago, but then in the 1960s, this whole area was flooded to make way for a reservoir. When the water recedes, archaeologists are thrilled. Climate scientists, not so much. They say it's a warning about dangerously high temperatures. Europe is in its worst drought in 500 years. France, Italy, Germany and the UK all issuing heat and drought warnings. 
Take a look in France, the greenery of August and Lyon last year compared to this. Farmers losing valuable land to drought and wildfires. Thousands losing lives and livelihoods, hitting crop harvests and driving up food prices. All across the continent, other discoveries show the scale of Europe's heat wave, like these 20 Nazi warships re-emerging from the retreating Danube River after decades under the surface. This ancient bridge revealed in Italy, built for the Emperor Nero nearly 2,000 years ago. And perhaps the most ominous sign, what are called hunger stones from the River Elba, carvings written to commemorate historic droughts. This one, carved in 1616, reads... If you see me, weep. Now, this reservoir is at just 23% capacity. Take a look. Everywhere you see sand, everywhere you see these sandy banks, right up to the tree line, that is where the water should be. And water scarcity is really serious. Obviously, for crops, farmers are unable to produce food. That sends food prices up for the rest of us. But we're all talking about energy. We're all trying to find ways to make cleaner and cheaper energy. And Europe uses water to generate energy a lot. They've got hydroelectric dams, nuclear power, and this summer, because of this drought, energy capacity has been really badly hit. So in so many ways, this weather, climate change, it just really badly affects our lives. Even though we get to see some incredible things, this really is a warning from the past. Guys. Filmmaker Ken Burns has said of his latest documentary, he doesn't expect to work on a more important film. With Susan Spencer, we take a closer look. This wing of the family all died in the Holocaust. All of them. All of them. We're that really dark chapter in history left an indelible mark on filmmaker Sarah Botstein's family. They died in the ghetto of typhus. They were killed in a killing center. They died in all the different ways that the Jews in that part of the world died. So it was a deeply personal experience for Botstein to work on a documentary about the Holocaust with Ken Burns. So much has been written about the Second World War, about the Holocaust. Why did you even want to take another look? Seeing it through the lens of the United States helps us, I believe, understand the Holocaust itself in a, in a much different and perhaps fresher perspective. We tell ourselves stories as a nation. One of the stories we tell ourselves is that we're a land of immigrants. But in moments of crisis, it becomes very hard for us to live up to those stories. Their film, Seven Years in the Making and airing on PBS later this month, is entitled The U.S. and the Holocaust. In painstaking detail, Burns, Botstein, and their partner Lynn Novick unravel how America reacted to this humanitarian catastrophe. We failed. You know, we let in more human beings than any other sovereign nation. But if we'd done 10 times that many, I think we would have failed. And it's a failure at every level. It's a failure in the executive. It's a failure in the legislative branch. It's a failure in media. It's a failure in um, the general population. Many white Protestant Americans came to fear they were about to be outnumbered and outbred by the newcomers and their offspring that they were being replaced. The documentary cites shocking national polls to make the point. In 1938, just two weeks after Kristallnacht, a night of terror when Nazis attacked and murdered Jews across Germany, only one in five Americans said the U.S. should admit more Jewish exiles. 
The following year, that number was one in 10. Was this because of a lack of information? We cannot blame America's lack of action on not knowing. There was a great deal of coverage in the newspapers of what Hitler was doing as the situation got worse and worse and worse. Deportations, mass killings, thousands of refugees trying to get out, lines at consulates. All of this was known. But instead of opening our doors, we shut them ever more tightly, says Lynn Novick, who partly blames widespread American xenophobia. Celebrity aviator Charles Lindbergh was the face of it. He was an icon, he was a hero. They had songs about him. And he really believed a kind of ugly, anti-Semitic, white supremacist ideology that the Nordic race should prevail. He said these things, Americans clapped. One thing that has been cited in this discussion has to do with the context when this all happened. The depression was going on at the time, among other things. There was a lot of leftover isolationism from World War I. Does any of that in your mind give America a pass? I can't give America a pass on what happened and what we failed to do, but I can definitely appreciate the challenges and difficulties that our leaders faced. We did not play a role in the murder of the Jews. We just did not do enough as a good people to get the people on the edge of this cataclysm out. And that is on us, on us, and will forever be on us. Sharp limits on immigration had been in effect since the mid-20s when quotas were set for each country. During the war, a State Department official named Breckenridge Long enforced those restrictions with gusto. He also assiduously worked to sort of suppress information about the true nature of the Nazi threat to the Jewish people of Europe. So reports came across his desk that he should have passed on to other people that he just buried. Reports such as extermination is a policy. Yes, exactly. We made it hard technically to get here. Paperwork, visas, affidavits, sponsors. I mean, you can appreciate now how hard it is just to renew your passport. And you're now stateless. You're in a country that's been taken over. We made it very onerous and hard to get here. So all of this, or most of this, is just paperwork. paperwork. Mm -hmm. And just imagine for anyone who came here, all of this had to happen. In Lynn Novick's office, case files tell the story of World War II refugees desperate to get to America. Among them, a household name. When we started to make the film, it came to our attention that Anne Frank's family had tried to get to America, a fact that I did not know. And I don't think most people know that. I don't think most Americans know that. We all know Anne Frank, everybody knows Anne Frank. And to think that she could be here talking to you right now, if America had had a different immigration policy. You uh, believe that? that. You I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. By 1945, two out of every three European Jews had been murdered. Yet even then, only 5% of Americans wanted to let more refugees in, while more than a third said, we should admit even fewer. That's after you've seen the horrific images 
of the liberation of the camps and the bodies piled up and the emaciated people, that is a tough pill to swallow, very tough pill to swallow. You know? Are you worried that people will interpret this as sort of a indicting our nation, if you will? I, I don't see this at all as an indictment. I really don't. I think we're really, truly trying to just tell the story of what happened. It's not shaming America. It's thinking about how to do better. Hundreds of white nationalists storming the University of Virginia. At the very end, there's this montage with no narration. Charlottesville, a build-a-wall rally, a report of attack on a synagogue. What did you intend to convey with that montage? There is, right now, all of the elements coalescing for something bad to happen again. You felt a sense of urgency I, growing. I feel, I feel a sense of urgency. We're not trying to equate anything with the Holocaust. That would be a, a, a horrible, a horrible thing to do. We're just saying, let's not get there again as, a, as, as human beings, please. Let's not get there again. Under the streets of Seoul live hundreds of thousands of people. You open the window and what do you see? Concrete. Known as Bangia, these basement apartments were made famous by the Oscar-winning film Parasite. But when Seoul experienced its heaviest rain in a hundred years, life suddenly imitated art. Do you know how high the water came up? Here I am. Four people drowned as the water trapped them in their homes. Now Seoul wants to get rid of its bangia. But this could leave Cha Jong-Gwan with nowhere to live. He moved into his new build basement eight months ago and was out of town when the flood swept in and destroyed it. 집에 딱 이제 여기 문을 열고 제 모든 물건들, 가구들 그런 것들이 사방에 널려 있는 걸본 거죠. You open the window and what do you see? 콘크리트랑 뷰가 이거라는 게좀 우프긴 하네요. 네. 낮과 밤을 분간할 수 있어요. 굉장히 좋은 장점이고. Cha has a good job working for the national parliament, but house prices in Seoul have exploded pushing rents up and more people underground. His previous apartment was a third of the size. Looking around this room, though, if the water had come in here while you were in here, you might not have survived. Although 
엄마가 현관문을 열었는데 물이 계단에서 막 들어오는 거예요 엄청 빠르게 들어오는 거예요 네. 어떻게 대피했나도 사실 생각이 잘안 나요 워낙에 패닉 상태였어서 Chie has raised her two sons in this Pangea. This is the second time it's been flooded. 전에 임대 주택에서 살다가 애기 아빠 소득이 초과가 되는 바람에 거기서도 더 이상 살수 없어서. 근데 그나마 이 집에 왔을 때는 애들 방도 있었고 또 거실도 있다 보니까 아 여기서 되게 행복하게 살 거라고 생각을 했었거든요. <laughs> Seoul City is planning to phase out the basements by creating more social housing, but this promise has been made before. 집주인도 이제는 새를 안 두고 싶다라는 얘기는 하셨거든요. Are you worried he might kick you out? 그런 걱정도 있죠. 지금 어디로 이사 갈수 있는 형편도 아니고. Yang Okja rents out her basement to four migrant workers. Yang and other owners are being offered money to convert their flats into warehouses, but at nearly 80, Yang knows she'll struggle. As people start to rebuild their lives from scratch, moving above ground seems further away than ever. 서울에 아파트 하나를 구매할 수 있을 때까지 시간이 얼마나 오래 걸까요? 그 사람 저같은 나이 때 사람들은 30년 40년 걸릴 거거든요. 이상하게 열심히 살려고 해도 항상 그 자리인 것 같은데 어, 저희 아이들한테 하늘을 볼수 있는 지상으로 이사를 가고 싶고요. 그냥 반지하에서 캐캐한 냄새 나지 않는 그런 곳으로 좋은 공기에서 같이 살고 싶어요. A long-awaited report from the UN says China's widespread detention of Uyghur and other mostly Muslim ethnic minorities may constitute crimes against humanity. The report calls for an urgent international response over allegations of torture and other rights violations. Now, we have coverage for you 
from Abby Kugadasen in London with details on what the UN is saying and Patrick Falk, who's in Beijing, with some reaction from the Chinese government. But Abby, let's start with you. Uh, tell us more about the report itself. Hannah, the report says crimes against humanity may have been committed by China in its northwestern province of Xinjiang. Human rights groups believe more than a million Uyghurs, mostly Muslims, and other minorities are still being held against their will in China, and the UN is calling on Beijing to release any detainees. This nearly 50-page report outlines various abuses. The agency spoke to 26 former inmates, and two-thirds of them gave accounts that amount to torture. Some explained how they were strapped down and struck with electric batons. Others say they faced a form of waterboarding during intense interrogations. The U.N. says claims of sexual violence like rape and detention are also credible. The agency also outlined forced sterilization and abortions. This morning, I spoke with a representative at the World Uyghur Congress. Sumrathai Erkin says this U.N. report is vindication for her community. We can also go to states that were uh, maybe not as supportive as, you know, the usual allies, but maybe the middle ground states who were hesitant on, on China. Uh, now they have a tool um, on which they can use, uh, on which, you know, they can rely to to um, take action. So I think it's, it's important because um, it will be a solid uh, tool for advocacy and a credible one um, as well. They've waited a long time for this report. It was commissioned about three years ago. It was meant to be released last year, but delay after delay did ignite concerns. The document would not see the light of day, but the report was made public just minutes before the U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet's term, came to an end. Aside from the findings, the U.N. is making recommendations as well. It's asking countries not to deport Uyghurs back to China. The U.N. did not call this a genocide in this report like Canada and other countries have. But again, the agency acknowledging crimes against humanity may have been committed in China. Abby Kugadasen reporting from London. Thank you kindly. And now let's go to Beijing with Patrick Falk and his reaction, uh, the reaction that we're hearing from China and some new news on the ground there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the furious response that we heard from the foreign ministry gives you a little bit of an idea of the pressure that the Office for the High Commission of Human Rights came under not to publish this report. The spokesperson Wang Wenbin said the, quote, so-called assessment uh, was illegal, null and void and violated the principles of objectivity. And he also uh, said that it was aimed at smearing uh, China. And uh, so it has been taken uh, very badly by China, as one might have uh, imagined. And to a certain extent, it shows just uh, how damaging De Beijing sees this. You talk about it being damaging. What do they see as the most damaging part of this report? Well, you know, you heard a little bit a moment ago about what was contained in the report specifically. And, you know, the most serious allegation perhaps is that uh, the treatment of ethnic Uyghurs possibly amounts to international crimes uh, against humanity. And, you know, the um, ethnic Uyghurs in, in particular, the, the 26 uh, former inmates that were part of this report, two thirds of whom, uh, of whom were 
possibly subjected to what amounted to torture. I mean, we're talking about things like uh, hunger and injection tactics in what China refers to as uh, as, as vocational and educational uh, training centres. There was also uh, evidence of forced sterilisation uh, that was written about in, in this report. And also it included data from the Chinese government itself using its own data on things like uh, sterilisation rates in the region. So that added to the credibility of it to a certain extent. Uh, but the very fact that Michelle Bachelet issued or decided to go ahead and publish this report in the final minutes of her term in office does speak volumes uh, in a way that she wanted to conclude this episode in the way that it needed to be concluded and uh, that it was about uh, issuing the report according to the findings of her office. Uh, and that adds credibility, in a sense, to uh, what has been published. And that is part of the reason why uh, Beijing finds this so damaging, because, uh, you know, these sorts of allegations have been heard in the past. Uh, but, you know, this report carries the weight of the UN. And that's what is going to add pressure to China, to governments around the, the world and other bodies to act accordingly. Okay, thank you for reporting. Patrick Falk in Beijing. After many twists and turns in court dramas, the Sensu Mayor murder trial resumes this morning. Accused number one to four are now no longer represented by advocate Malisela Defu. Since the start of this trial in April, only one witness has taken the stand. Next month will mark eight years since the former Bafana Bafana goalkeeper and captain was shot dead at his then girlfriend's house, Kelly Kumalo, in Firstleris. Sindelo Masikana is at the North Outing High Court with more on the story and joins us now. Good morning yet again, Sindelo. We just got a sneak peek there of Africa. Forums, Barry Bateman, it seems they are in court. Are we, and I see also Advocate Mshalolo just behind you, are we expecting for court to, or proceedings to in fact resume today where we get straight to cross-examination? Certainly so. I think that's the hope uh, that uh, we're all expecting because we know that uh, when we adjourned back in June, the assumption was that when, once we resume today in terms of the 5th of September, this matter was going to sit for the next two weeks. As you can see behind me, as you correctly stated, Mfundo, that we are seeing uh, two of the accused, at least here in court. That is accused number two and accused number three. Uh, they are seated in the dock. We are now awaiting for the other three accused to make their way to court. You would remember that um, the accused are being kept in different um, prisons uh, across Gauteng, and so bringing them is a bit of a logistical uh, situation that, that, that unfolds, and we know that court proceedings also end early. Uh, just to allow uh, for them to be able to be transported back. And as you've also said that we have advocate uh, Zandile Shololo who is now running, who is running away to her seat. She hardly ever wants to say anything ahead of court proceedings. In fact, she says that she wants to um, allow the, the, the trial proceedings to conclude um, and then she would be able to address this. But you can see that she's here. All we're waiting for now is the representative for accused one to four that that would be Titi Tobani, because you would remember that um, Advocate Manisa Latefo unfortunately withdrew uh, from proceedings uh, a couple of weeks ago, which meant that the accused had to get other legal representation. But of course, the instructing attorney took over. I'm joined by now Barry Bateman from AfriForum. Of course, we know that uh, AfriForum is on a watch before the Mayuwa family. Uh, of course, this sitting is, a, is for about two weeks, and we're hoping to see 
the resumption of cross-examination in terms of Sergeant Tabo Masia. As the watch before the Mayiwa family, um, you've been speaking to them quite often, and I imagine you've um, kind of are trying to manage expectations for them. It's always been the case. Good morning, Slee. Um, it's been difficult. The, first, the, the start of this trial has been beset by delays, um, uh, fighting with counsel and, and all sorts of side issues, issues that aren't relevant to the merits of the matter. So to get to this point that's been set down for two weeks, we hope that the matter runs smoothly. Uh, my colleague uh, Slung Mangwale, he's in constant contact with the family, updating them on every little development. Um, we hope to see the family soon in court, maybe to come and uh, watch proceedings, but let's get it going. Let, let's get through witnesses, let evidence be led, um, and, and go towards that end goal of closure for the family. Yeah. Just lastly then, uh, Barry, in terms of the letter that we've seen sight of, in terms of the NPA, which we're uh, anticipating will be handed up in court this morning, the jurisdiction of DACA 375 being moved here, and that a decision to prosecute only to be made after the conclusion of this trial. Well, we don't see much relevance uh, at this stage to that particular letter. It was an administrative matter that was dealt with the NPA internally. We've always held that uh, the older docket, the original docket, if you want to call it that, um, is the one that is being prosecuted here, and that is the correct one. Um, the NPA, in their statement last week, they made it quite clear how that second one came to being. Um, we, the police have to deal with that. that. That is an issue for them to deal with. From the prosecution perspective, we believe that the right accused are before this court and the matter must proceed and the evidence that uh, implicates them must be led. Any concerns about the fact that we don't have any arrests um, in terms of this mastermind that Mr. Nell has a, a alleged to? Yeah, Mr. Nell's position on that is if he was handing the case, he would have done it differently. He, he would have, uh, and, and that's our position as the unit, uh, there would have been a mastermind also uh, in these proceedings. Um, so the prosecutor and the NPA are adopting a different approach to this. We'll certainly sit back and watch how it unfolds, but we are optimistic that uh, eventually a mastermind uh, will be in the dock. Thank you so much, Mr. Bateman. That is uh, Afroforum's Barry Bateman. Oh, and I see that we have Titi Tobane, the instructing attorney, but now, of course, the lawyer who will be representing accused one to four in these proceedings. He has uh, made his way inside court as well. Uh, he is now seemingly consulting uh, with accused uh, two and three. Uh, we know that, of course, there was a lot of drama uh, preceding uh, the resumption of this trial in terms of the representation for accused one to four, um, Advocate Melissa Latifo in a dramatic uh, court sitting withdrew from the case, uh, citing various reasons, and then had written a letter a couple of weeks later saying that um, he was going to resume being counsel for the accused. But it seems that the instructions that Titi Tobane received was that uh, he was the one who was going to be handling their case moving forward and that the accused, in fact, no longer wanted or needed the services of uh, Marisa Latefo, who we also know, of course, in Fundo has his own legal woes that he is facing. He is also before the courts, the LPC, that is the Legal Practice Council, has taken him to court to have him struck off the roll due to misconduct. There are about 22 complaints uh, against him. And I do see Sergeant Tabo Mosia, the forensic investigator, who is now in the witness box. How are you feeling this morning, Mr. Mosia? A little bit better. A little bit better. You had surgery, if I understood yes, correctly. I had it on the 27th of July. Mm. 
Yes, I'm getting better. You're getting better. And you think you'll be able to, to sit out the court proceedings this week? I'll try. You'll try. I'll try. That's good. All right, that is Sergeant Tabo Mosia, as you can see, in the witness box, getting ready to uh, testify and resume uh, testifying as well as cross-examination. To my left, you can see that uh, the state prosecutor, uh, Advocate Baloi, is um, having some talks with uh, Advocate Mshololo, but of course we know that uh, uh, ahead of court proceedings starting, starting at around 10 a.m., that council is, of course, going to familiarize themselves with exactly uh, whether they, we will be officially proceeding. But it does seem as though everything uh, is going to run its course this morning, that they, we won't have any expected delays. You can see Titi Tobane just making his way to uh, Advocate Mshololo as well as Baloi. Uh, but, of course, we will be bringing you those proceedings live in Fundo when they begin at around 10 a.m. this morning. We might be a little bit delayed because I don't see the other two accused uh, in the dock as yet. Mm -hmm. So, Dela, we'll leave it there for now then and catch up with you around 10 o'clock for the official start of proceedings. That's reporter Slindelo Masikane monitoring the Senzo Mayua case for us. Now, police in Argentina have arrested a man after the country's vice president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, was threatened with a gun outside her home in the capital of Buenos Aires. The gun was held inches from Ms Kirchner's head, but no shots were fired and she was unharmed. Argentina's economy ministers called the incident an attempted assassination. Louisa Pilbeam reports. Unaware of the danger, the vice president speaks to supporters, then sees a gun in her face. The trigger is pulled and she recoils. A gun loaded with five bullets. Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner was greeting supporters outside her home in Buenos Aires. An assassination attempt, says the current president. Cristina is alive because, for a reason not technically confirmed, the gun, which contained five bullets, did not fire despite the trigger having been pulled. Why that trigger was pulled could be related to a court case which drew these crowds. A show of support for Kirshner, who's embroiled in a corruption case accused of defrauding the state and diverting public funds while president between 2007 and 2015. If convicted, she faces 12 years in jail. The man accused of pulling this trigger, Brazilian Fernando Montiel, who's 35, has been arrested. Louisa Pilbeam, BBC News. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, all right? That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to, I, I will call every- That's three minutes. You've you gone past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see y'all on Monday. Maui. My beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.
leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Coming baby. Uh, and not want to spend time with them. I, I, I love being with my kids. Do I want to have a poker game once a week or a doubles tennis match or... Do I want to join a book club, or do I want to do a lot of other things, uh, some of which I used to do, the symphony, the theater, the ballet, the opera, all those things in New York I love. Go to the Yankee game or the Giants game or something, but uh, not much time for that now, but I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool, because I, uh, I love my kids to death. I love my kids. It made life uh, special for me.